because of Jay Inslee, hydroelectric power is not considered a green energy. It's not. Yeah. Not under Jay Inslee. No. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? Yeah. No. Like, how does that make any fucking sense at all? Because it has a. The real greenies, ignorant as fuck, will tell you that it has an adverse impact to aquatic life environment. Oh Jesus! Because a certain number of fish and small aquatic animals get caught in turbines every year. Blah blah blah. blah. It's harmful. We're disturbing nature. Blah 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 blah. How many fucking deer die when you're harvesting wheat? You know what I'm saying? Like that's some ignorant shit. Yeah, that's why vegans are wrong. That's why vegans are wrong. the salt of the streets coming at you every week with this food for thought hope you're ready to eat with everything going on in this nation we need some information and that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation with real talk and real topics real people real problems think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to colin and the donovan because right, that's what, what's that up, oh man. let's get ready and just like a red white and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship. We're back, baby. And this is Saturday. Salt in the Street Podcast. Oh, fuck. But it is also Saturday. <laughs> oh, my God. Every time we're here, I fuck it up. Like, I don't know what it is about being here that makes me fuck this up. Uh, you're just I am too so bro. fucking you're just sorry. Too comfortable. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm so fucking sorry. God damn it! It's Saturday, January twelfth, one thirty-four p.m. Wow. I'm so and fucking sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> so on this beautiful Saturday, it's been a couple weeks, but welcome back to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on weekly news, pop culture, and sports. All completely built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. Join us today, as always, we'll be discussing life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and we'll be continuing our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I am Colin. I am Donovan. And coming up on this week's show, we've got a lot to talk about. We got a couple weeks we've been out of the game, so we're gonna be talking some some shutdown stuff. Lots of stuff. We just yeah, we just went over it in the pre-show. Uh, so if you haven't listened to the pre-show, here's a plug for the pre-show. Go to YouTube, go to saltofthestreets.com. You can find all the stuff for the pre-show, which Facebook. airs live on the Facebook. Yeah. Um, but we're also gonna, I want to sneak in a little farm bill stuff we meant to talk about, uh, last week, but I was sick. The shutdown. Sicker than a dog. We're gonna talk about the shutdown. We're gonna talk about some personal questions, some personal mm-hmm. stories that shaped who we are today. Because we want ask you us. to get to know us yeah. a little more. Um, talking about pop culture. I want to talk a little bit about the last blog post I did because I, so many fucking people have talked to me about it since I did it. Oh yeah. Um. I know somebody that cried. Um, yeah, while listening to it. Yeah, um, and we're talking about some pop culture. We're gonna talk some sports. It's gonna be sick as fuck. Be a good show. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I was just trying to tell you that I watched this movie. <laughs> Speaking of Ben Shapiro, um, oh. I watched a movie which has nothing to do with him. Totally the like the Octoroon that I thought that he said. <laughs> um, I was. That's a uh, in between the pre-show and now talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just get that. Um, if you don't know what that is, fucking. <laughs> Look it up, and you'll be just ashamed that I even said it. <laughs> um, so I was watching a movie that has Matthew McConaughey in it, and 
It's called the Free State of Jones. That's what it is. I've heard um, of that. And he plays a guy who is a southern, a Confederate deserter. Um, and then he goes and makes a little town in the swamps where like runaway slaves and shit can live. And there is a uh, what do they call it when there's two plots going in a movie at the same time? There's a name for that, right? Probably. Like the side plot or the subplot. Or subplot, the subplot. Yeah. That's what it is. So there's a subplot of like 80 years in the future where he's got a like a great, great, great grandson who is being sued in court because he's 116th black and he's trying to marry a white woman. What a crime. Yeah. And so, what year is this? Um, oh, it's got to be 1950, whatever, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and that then, was a thing, man. Yeah. That was a fucked up thing. <clears throat> yeah. And then his, you know, Matthew McConaughey is during the 1860s. Um, and it was really like that dude went to jail at the end of the movie. Like, like oh, trying to why when he went to jail, yeah, it was really fucked up. Nice warm um, fuzzy you get at the end of the movie. It was crazy to watch. Yeah. And it's a true story. Like that, that part of the true story that that guy, like Matthew McConaughey had a white wife and son and they left because he was trying to help runaway slaves. And then he ended up getting with, you know, an ex-slave when he was in this free state of Jones and they had kids and stuff and fucked over fucked over homeboy like 80 years later. Yeah, why did he call it Jones? His his name was uh Newton Jones. Mm. He went by Newt. I mean, Newt, Newt, Newt. Yeah, Newton. Like Newton Newt Jones. Scamander. Yeah. From Fantastic Beasts. Oh, yeah, no, I don't know that Great one. films. I haven't seen either of those ones. <gasps> Do you want to know some other shit? I was listening to a podcast that is called Unobscured. Um, that is about Salem witch trials. Oh, and so I got all these like really sick name ideas that I tried to pitch to my wife, and she shot them all down. Right, so but for like the next kid, yeah. Okay, um, I was like, we can't change Dax's name now. No, I'm, no, no. I'm committed at this point. No. So one of them is um, Increase, because there was a guy. Have you ever heard the name Cotton Mathers? No. Well, so he was he it was played a role in the Salem witch trials, and his mm. dad's name was Increase Mather. Whoa, dog! Like that's I don't know a sick if name. Increase Phillips sounds. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue it's as right. well as Increase um, Mathers. <laughs> the first boy name that I came up with was Merriweather. Was like, Merriweather. Yeah. It's God, like you're historic. That goes hard. Um, and then there was another guy. Jordan sitting in the back, just like, no, dude, this hates is all. all <laughs> this is all garbage. <laughs> there was another guy in Salem whose name was Wait Still. Wait Still. Wait Still. His wait name was Still. Or wait, wait Still. Wait, wait still. still Whitcomb. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, that's sick. Shot them all down. Wait Still Phillips. Yeah. The kid. I mean. All I'm saying is that poor kid's going to get beat up in school a lot. <laughs> I mean, he's going to be so tough, dog. He's going to be so tough. Yeah. Yeah. So Wait tough. Still. He might have to, he might find himself in a blind rage on top of some kid just turning his face into mush, which would probably cause problems. It'd be all right. Yeah. The Chiefs are about to fuck on the Colts. Anyway. I hope so. Um, so because my wife doesn't accept these names, you guys can check them all out because I'm going to keep them all out. <laughs> uh, you can check them out on my Twitter at... Uh, Salt of the Street and my Instagram at alpaca underscore Donovan. This is Big Bird Off. You over here on both of those things. Oh. We have an Instagram for our own for Salt of the Streets. We have a Facebook for Salt of the Streets. You can also find everything at saltofthestreets.com, right? The episodes come out on Monday. 
blog posts on Thursdays, videos on Tuesdays. We post stuff throughout the week randomly, and it's just who we are. We're balling out here. And I'm trying to be more active, at least in the social media front, like using my own private stuff to kind of get out there and interact with more people. Yeah. This whole uh, partial shutdown thing has really helped. Yes. Because a lot of my homies in the Coast Guard are now going on a their first paycheck, of I no guess, pay paycheck. period of no paycheck, which is a huge problem. And I wrote a nice long Facebook post the other day about how I think people forget that the Coast Guard is actually a branch of the military. Yeah. They're just not funded through DOD. Yeah. And they're funded through DHS, which is essentially the, the target agency right now during the shutdown because, you know, underneath DHS, you also have border security and so on Ms. and so forth. Miss Nielsen up there. Yeah. Miss Secretary. Madam yeah. Secretary. Madam Secretary. And so, uh, you know, a lot of my my old shipmates and, you know, some of the people that are they're out now are, you know, I've been really happy to hear a lot of people, you know, ex-coasties are trying to, you know, they're swinging by their local Coast Guard station and be like, hey, what can I do to help? Can I go get, like, gift certificates or something to help, you know, the... That's dope. You know, because a lot of these people, and I mean, we can get into more of this talk a little bit, of course, but a lot of the, you know, the kind of the more junior people in the military, Mm -hmm. their base pay is well below the poverty line. Right. I mean, like E3, E4, I mean, you're barely making ends meet. And the Coast Guard has, you know, certain allowances and cost of living allowances and stuff like that. You get on top of your base salary, which, you know, you could do all right in. But if you're not getting paid, you're just not getting paid. Right. And there's a lot of people now that are going to have, you know, younger people that have kind of joined the Coast Guard to, to... be able to start a decent life and to have a nice stable career and supply for their, you know, support their families and stuff that are now having a hard time just putting groceries on the table. Well, there's, I mean, there's some 800,000 people that didn't get paid this week, right? Yeah. Is that what it is? Is Yeah. Cause I think, think there's uh, about 800,000 people, federal, we, yeah. federal employees that did not get a paycheck yesterday yeah. uh, because the government shutdown is still ongoing. This is day 22. Yeah. Right. And I saw um, something this morning. I think it's the it longest is, it in is, U.S. history. Yep, right? it is the longest in U.S. history. And there, because the last one was twenty-one days in twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. Ted Cruz, who was the main, the yeah, main holdup. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of people who call it the Cruz shutdown, but we're not going to call it that. It's the twenty thirteen shutdown. because yeah. that's one of the things I want to talk about today is whose fault the shutdown is, right? Okay. And I don't know that there is. I don't know that we will arrive at a definite answer because I don't know that there is one. Yeah, I don't I think, think it's there's in, a, certainly not a single individual you no. can point at and be like, this is your fault. But I think it's important to discuss all sides of it Definitely. because anybody who's only watching a Fox News or a conservative type of network is only going to see that it's the Democrats' fault. Mm-hmm. But this shit's stupid right here. Chiefs of the touchdown already. Oh. <laughs> And anybody who's watching CNN, MSNBC, anything like that is only going to see, you know, President Trump won't give up on his fucking wall and this and this and this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I just don't know that it's it's quite that simple either way. Yeah. It's uh, definitely not that black and white. So I think that it's good. I think it would be good for us to discuss that. Um, we didn't do a show last week, as you guys know, if you are a consistent listener, if you're, if you're new. Last week we didn't do a show. Colin wasn't feeling well. Everything's back to normal now. So we're all good here. 
Um, so we have lots of stuff to talk about regarding the shutdown because there were some things that happened last week. There were some things that happened this week. Yeah. Um, and so, so we when was Trump's Rose Garden? That was last last week, right? Friday. Last Friday. Yeah, was the Rose Garden because um, I watched that in lieu of us doing a show. Mm-hmm. I watched that instead, and so I took some notes about that. But before that happened. This weekend. Is there anything else to do in the open, or can we just jump right into this? Where we YouTube all the, the boxes have been checked okay. officially. YouTube saw the streets. Yeah, that we snuck into YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um. So last week, I remember in the beginning of the week, the Daily has been a really great source of information for this, right? Because yeah. The, the yeah. Daily, this is like their focus is is the shutdown in different facets. You know, anytime there's a new thing that happens, the Rose Garden, a new meeting, a new whatever, they are, like, covering it really well. Oh, yeah. So the Daily is really good for factual information, if that's something you guys are looking for. Also, this is great for factual information, so... So keep it tuned in right Um, here. So last week, right, I remember that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer were talking about not doing an omnibus funding bill anymore, Right. Which I thought was cool off the bat, right? Because we had just talked about the week before that funding the government is such a big deal that you kind of have to do an omnibus bill, right? So I like even just the idea of taking a new look at it because we're in the area where we're in the era where shit's going to change, you know? Definitely. So I like the idea of doing that, but there is an underhanded tactic to it that they were trying to fund things individually so they can fund everything besides Department of Homeland Security so that that can be a tabled issue to debate afterwards. But. They want to continue to fund the rest of the government so 800,000 people don't miss out on checks so that it's just yeah. just the Department of Homeland Security and not everybody who works the federal government, right? Oh. Which, to be fair, you could argue is either – so let me think about the best way to say this, right? The stereotypical way that people look at Republicans and Democrats, I think, is that Democrats care more about the people – Republicans care more about money and like funds and shit, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and Fis- in a, fiscal matters. Yeah. In, in a very general sense. Right. That's like how. And the reason I they're think. called conservatives because they used to yes. be more on the socially conservative side of things. Yes. Nowadays, that is not the case. No, no. Anybody. It's it's both. You just party have has these, a, yeah. They've both yeah. completely change manipulate both parties like to spend a lot of money yeah. that they don't have and that's that's and, a kind of a new development over and the so last that's, decade so that's why i say the stereotypical view right because yeah. i agree that it is no longer that way but that's generally how it looked right so part yeah. of it is old school nancy pelosi chuck schumer trying to hold up that same deal where like well we're the democrats we care about people we care about your money and your family and that's what we're focused on is the people you know that's what they're trying to hold up is the republicans don't care about the people Democrats care about the people. Republicans care about the money and the wall, and that's what they care about, right? Yeah. So on one hand, that's sort of the idea, is that they are trying to make the Republicans look even shittier by putting up different ways to try and fund the government, even though they know that it's not going to get there. Because yeah. even if these pass through the House, they're not going to make it to the Senate, right? No. The other hand is that they actually do want people to be making money because it doesn't benefit anybody for no one to be making money, for no federal employees to be making money, doesn't work a better for anybody. Yeah. You know? And that's what I am I'm gonna take it for both of that because they obviously want to make the Republicans look shitty. But I think that everybody nobody wants people to be missing on checks. You yeah. know? So I think there's elements of truth to both of that, right? There definitely is. And it's 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 important to remember that when you get 
like you say, you know, when you get a message from, say, like the Democratic Party, speaking through Nancy Pelosi and Senator Chuck Schumer, yeah, you know, you're getting one side of this, but there's always more than one aspect behind whatever they're saying. You know, there's a political game they're playing. There's also a kind of a real world implications things they're playing and there's stuff that they actually really care about. Yeah. And a lot of times the words that come out of their mouth don't actually reflect the words that are, you know, that what they truly want to do. Or even what they're saying in the meeting room when they get there, right? Yeah. Because this all came after last weekend there was on f- Friday there was like a group of, oh, it was two weekends ago, there was... Uh, Mike Pence and a group of other senators that were assigned to take a look at at this, uh, yeah. at the funding thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so then after that happened and nothing came of it is when Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer came out and they were like, we're going to do six different funding packages for everything besides the Department of Homeland Security. Yeah. And this is what we're going to try and move with. And I think that was on Tuesday and there was supposed to be another meeting that day where they talked to the president and nothing came of that either. Mm-hmm. Um, and... This also came on the heels of the new Congress finally starting, right? Yeah. Because that's kind of what we were waiting for as the new Congress was coming about. And so that finally happened last yeah. week. The where first we, week of January. Yeah, where we finally have a majority of Democrats in the House. The Republicans gained a few seats in the Senate. And, you know, yeah, I think here we they are. walked away with two more yeah. after all was said and done. So they have a little bit more of a majority in the Senate, but it's... It's about the same. It's, it's not. about the same, yeah. With all the things that were overturned, all the filibusters, it's not enough to make a difference in most no. cases. Um, <clears throat> Mitch McConnell still rules the Senate. Exactly. Um, and so that new meeting was supposed to be a group of bipartisan negotiators, um, and I believe that did happen, but like I said, nothing came of that in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that happened... After that meeting happened, President Trump, because I have some quotes here, I just do, where President Trump got asked, like, what's taking so long? You know, why is this, why is this taking so long for this to, for some type of deal to be figured out, right? And he said, said, sometimes that's just how it goes. Like, that's just, you know, that's just the case. And I think that's also something that Chuck Schumer said, you know, Mm -hmm. this this is just like, sometimes that's just how it goes, which I can understand, but I just don't feel like when you're looking in the face of 800,000 people not getting a check. You know, I don't think that that yeah, because that should. I mean, they're not wrong when they say, "Well, this is how it just goes sometimes." Yeah, but that when when they say that, it's usually just about you know various legislations and and bills trying to be pushed through and passed. It doesn't usually revolve around a funding bill, which keeps part of the government shut down. Yeah, and so yeah, this. I mean, and to me, that's another. It points to the fact that this whole shutdown bullshit is all. This is not the place to be having this debate. No. But they've just, they've both drawn line in the sand and said this is the way it's going to go. Yeah. And this is sometimes that's just the way it is. And then also, because before we get into more bigger conversation, I want to just give like a mm-hmm. little complete timeline up until this point, you know. So after these things happened last week, then on Friday, there was a press conference in the Rose Garden, right, where President Trump... And uh, Mike Pence talked for a little bit. And then also the minority leader in the House spoke for a little bit. I don't remember what his name is, um, but he spoke for a little bit. And then they took questions. Oh, uh, Steve Scalise. The uh, House no, he's whip. the whip, but he did talk for yeah. a little bit. But then there was another guy. 
who's the minority leader in the house. Because um, Steve oh, Scalise is the yeah, whip. What's his name? What's yeah. his name? What's his name? Mark or Mike something. There's yeah, because a... he was he was also on the docket for a. We looked that shit up for me. Thank you. You know that was the speakership nomination for, for the Republicans. Republicans and yeah. yeah, but I don't remember what his name is. God, I can't remember. Um, and so that happened. I would suggest everybody go and watch it. I would suggest everybody go back, find that Rose Garden ceremony or the Rose Garden press conference, and watch that from last week. Because all you got to do is go to YouTube. It's out there. Various formats. Because the the interesting thing about it, right, is that President Trump has continued to give so many false statistics and false numbers. You know, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. That's, that's sorry. Yeah, I had to look um, it up. It's bugging me. Every time, every time he speaks publicly, he gives false numbers. Every time, you yeah. know, whether it's about terrorists on the border or people coming over the border in general or whatever he's constantly giving false numbers about this right i mean it applies to pretty much everything he talks about going to the the trade trade talks and just about everything yeah he always over inflates everything and so i have written down here a couple of like the bigger Kind of like more eye-opening questions that he was asked and like some of the like weird answers, right, that we can kind of talk about and go over. Because these are quotes that I wrote down here. Yeah. Right? Because I watched it live because we didn't do a show. So so the first question, um, the first question that I have written down is what safety net is there for people who need money, who need who need their paychecks, right, or who need services that come from the federal government, be it food stamps or Medicare, Medicaid, what the fuck ever, you know, Anything. what's Social what's the safety security. net for these people, right? Yeah. And I thought, and this woman, I think, um, I don't remember where she was from, but he said, so the safety net is the wall, right? And he said, the people who need those services agree with what we're doing. And the border patrol told me to do what needs to be done. And I think that the people who need that money probably are the people who support this the most, right? I think that that is a... So an egregious statement, which is probably not true, but I mean, and maybe there, because there's got to be some people who are steadfast enough to believe that. That would rather would rather him continue doing what he's doing and take the loss for now yeah. than, than for that to happen. But I also have a really hard time believing that most people who support the idea of a wall still like a solid concrete barrier are willing, would rather go without a check yeah. for the chance of partial wall funding because, as we talked about, it's going to cost $30 billion. If if the and we'll talk about that more, but the idea of a solid concrete barrier will cost like $30 billion. So the $5 billion that's being asked for now, it will not even begin to touch what it was required to build that whole barrier. We'll talk more about the whole barrier and, and security and stuff after this, right? Yeah. But so the people who believe still in a solid concrete barrier, I have a hard time believing that they are willing or are able to go several weeks without paychecks. And like like I said, for partial funding of this war. Certainly the vast majority of people would rather have a paycheck and continue to deliberate this thing further. I would have <clears> to <throat> assume there's got to be a probably semi-vocal minority yeah. that... You know, so that might be a quote unquote partial truth because maybe, you know, the people they're going to try to sign up to go talk to the president down there while he's, you know, because he was down at the border um, Thursday. And then, you know, all the people from Border Patrol that he's been talking to, like, yeah, you 
I would imagine you have to be a pretty hardcore supporter to try to volunteer to go do one of those things. Yeah. Go, you know, meet with the president and talk about that. And so it wouldn't surprise me that somebody that he meets with from Border Patrol is going to be on his side, essentially. You know, just given the dynamic of who you're dealing with. Um, But I imagine that the vast majority of people don't think that way. Right. Do you want this? uh, No, I'm good. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to watch out right now. Um, And then there was a woman who I believe was from Fox News, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought this was really interesting. She asked him. Trying to remember. She said, How can you say that you are holding your promise to people for a concrete barrier when now you're talking about, you know, doing different things and you're doing like, you're talking about a steel barrier and also you're talking about sensors and you're talking about technology and whatever. Like, how can you tell those people that you're holding your promise when this is what you're doing? I love this part. And this is what I thought was interesting, right? Was as soon as. Because then he starts to get into it, right? Because oh, he's yeah. like, oh, I'm holding my promise. Like, I'm doing this, and steel's actually stronger than concrete. I don't know if you know that, but steel's stronger than concrete, right? <laughs> I love that. And <laughs> so after he's doing that, right, after he's getting into her and he's really kind of being a dick, I was watching it on the White House live stream. White House live stream ended. It's like, no. this live stream has ended. Yes, not even like it just cut out. Like, as soon as he starts getting into her, a th- screen comes up, this live stream has ended. Wow. So you tell me, Did America, no. And it went on for like 25 more minutes. Oh, yeah. Like way I, more people ask questions after that. Because I think I watched it through like NBC or something like that, just on the so, YouTube. So you tell me, America, was that coincidence or fucking plan that the moment he starts being a dick, the White House stream ends? I see Sarah Sanders like busting down the you door know, of the You turn that room. shit off right now. Put it off! Put yeah. it off! So I thought that was really interesting. So he tears into her. He's not he's not any more aggressive than he is normally, but definitely is like his Trump aggressive So Yeah, he didn't, you know, he like, didn't give her the full, like, you know, Acosta treatment. No, no. But, you know, but it yeah, was a slight you know, version of you that. You know, steel is actually stronger than concrete, and I know you don't know this because you don't do construction, but people who do construction, they would know this. I swear to God, he fucking said that. That's what I'm telling <laughs> you to go really, watch it, uh, because this is not... We got that great fucking share from that old woman this week, oh, who... Oh, my God, who said that, that you know, we, we were a bunch of Democrats, and we loved... Demons. Um, we, yeah, demonic, we were demons. Yeah. Demonic Democrats, and that oh. we liked drug cartels, Loved drug cartels. Loved drug cartels and hated borders and, you know, just wanted to open. It was crazy. Um, I love it. And I really loved that. So I was like, actually. So just so you know that that's not who we are, you should go and watch it yourself because it was fucking absurd. It was. Um, And so after that happened, right, then he got asked again about, about people who need, like, what safety net is there for people need us right and what about people who have to pay their rent like you know what are you going to do about people who need their rent and he said most of the people who need the money the most are the biggest fans of what we're doing Mm -hmm. and i don't think that it will last that long i don't think it'll last that long but we'll keep doing what we have to do right Right. and american people are going to have to fall on uh the sword of the the trump wall they also asked the got asked about congress getting raises right because they're scheduled yeah. to get raises in this time where yeah. the government is not funded and he's like oh yeah you know we got to do something about that like word so like yeah, what word. are you actually going to do about it because you have 800,000 people not getting paid but these motherfuckers are about to take a bigger check like that's what you're saying to me and you're like it's fine you know we'll, no they'll deal. be all right they'll be um all right. 
And then uh, he got asked about, and this is what I was really excited to talk to you about, right? Because he got asked about eminent domain, right? Yeah. You know what eminent domain is. I know you do. Man, it was so hard to listen to him try to talk about yeah. what an easement is. <laughs> so, oh, I so wanted for to people shoot him who, in the face. For people who don't know what eminent domain is, baby, I mean, do you I know what eminent domain is? So eminent domain is the government purchases your land from you at whatever rate they deem is the cost for your land. Fair market value. And they can use it for whatever, right? And so there's this big problem where um, actually cards against humanity, right? They did yeah. a thing where you could buy a special package from them for a while and they were collecting money to buy property at the border so that they couldn't build the wall there, right? And so... If those people won't sell their land to the government, the government can use what's called eminent domain and take that land and pay you, like I said, fair market mm-hmm. value for it. And it's just ours now. It has right? to go through the court system and uh, stuff before so him. It takes years. takes yeah. a really long time to take someone's land from eminent domain, right? But that's a huge problem when you're talking about building something on the border because a fuckload of people live on the border. Yeah. And, and I mean, eminent domain, just so we're clear, I mean, this is, you know, every libertarian out there should be completely. Dude, up in uh, arms. Yeah, about this idea of up in domain arms. because this is the this is the state, the federal government, just saying that you know what, you don't get a choice. We're gonna take that land from you. Yeah, we're gonna give you some money, and it, you know, so everything's you know technically legal and all that. But that property that you bought and you own that is by all rights your property, they can just take from you like that. Mind you, they have to go through. You know, there's a big legal stuff they have to go through these days thank god but that's what imminent domain is is it's the federal government taking your land yes away from you for a monetary for a monetary value that they deem is appropriate yeah right because that's going to be the argument in court is like how much money you're getting and mm-hmm. land is yours and all the stuff and blah, blah blah right i agree this this should be the a1 libertarian issue yeah. of like of the coming years that Shut your president down. is literally talking about taking your land like that is what is going on if you are a libertarian that lives anywhere near the border between america and mexico you should be freaking the fuck out right now and not scared fucking mad and frustrated right and so he said after we get asked by that president trump said if we didn't use eminent domain nothing would be built we would have no highways we would have no bridges we would have no you know no, no, whatever, right? Yeah. And, and he said, we pay well and we pay fast, right? Which is not the case because it almost always takes years in court, right? Yeah. But that's that's like neither here nor there. Um, but that's his idea is he thinks that they're going to be able to just push through all these imminent domain cases. But that's not going to be the case because anybody who's not in support of your wall is going to fight you for as long as fucking possible in court to try and keep their land. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Not only because they want to live there, but they also don't agree with your wall and don't want it there, you yeah. know? So... I thought that was really kind of troubling, you know, that that's yeah. that's already on the table as the eminent domain thing, right? But it wasn't super surprising when one of the last questions that he was asked was had he considered building the wall executively, right? Have you considered, and this is something that's been talked about a lot this last week since this yeah. Rose Garden thing happened, is he had asked, have you considered just making the executive decision to build the wall, right? And he said, yes, he said, I have and I can. I could declare a national emergency because of the drugs and the crime and all, you know, all the whatevers that he listed. And at that point, I could then build the wall with the emergency funds that are taken, right? 
that's something that's been talked about a lot because I don't know that that's something that he is really considering, but it's something that he said that he was considering, right? Yeah. And the and reason the media over this last week has been pushing that more and more, yes, and more. Um, and I think that that is all in effort to make him and the de- and the Republicans look worse. You yeah. Know, that yeah, it's definitely. now it's getting to the point. It's such a such a moral, not even a moral issue. Uh, it's almost a legal issue at this point. Yeah, like, like for them, it's a um, fuck. Like something they're appealing to their base for, which is like a oh, like a campaign. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, that's thank you. Yeah. It's, it's a campaign promise at this point, and so that's why they're fighting for it. Like it's going to keep growing this way, and it's gone to the point that now they're talking about using eminent domain to take people's fucking land to build a wall. You know, and I don't know. I thought that was. It's egregious, right? And so that's so that's what I mean. That's I what the media is doing. The, the, the problem: United States government doesn't already have like a three hundred foot easement in place along the northern border and the southern border. Already, I don't know how that doesn't exist. Right, where they're like, you guys can't buy this land yeah. here. Yeah, but you know, that's I guess that's neither here nor there. But Thank God, Casey up fourteen to zero. Oh wow! Yeah, Andrew, look, running around. Just under fish. five minutes left in the first quarter. Wow. Um, and so the thing that's not troubling about it, right? The thing that makes it such an interesting conversation and why people are talking about it so much, because if that's what they're going to do, President Trump is going to try and declare a national emergency. Right? He immediately gets access to a fuckload of dollars. Comes from like, the DOD, like a literal, a literal buttload of dollars, right? Yep. And so he gets to do that. But if the reasoning for his national that. emergency is not air fucking tight, yeah. immediately he will get taken to court. And the moment he's in court, the dollars are gone. Because yep. it's got to be solidified that it is a, a bona fide national emergency or a legitimate national emergency for him to be able to get access to those dollars. So that is a dangerous game to play if the only argument that he is making is the ones that he continues to make, that the media is able to blow up with fucking ease, right? When yeah. he's talking about 11,000 terrorists that have been, 4, that, 000, that were 4,000 terrorists. terrorists. Sorry, where's 11,000 come from? Where did that come from? Uh, 11,000 something, right? I don't know. The number I always heard was 4,000. So either way, 4,000 terrorists that they have apprehended over the last year on the border, right? It's like seven. The real number is seven yeah. or some shit like that. Single digits. I, single digits, Which, right? mind you, one is, is too Is many. a problem, right? I agree. So that's good because I don't want to try and make it seem like it's not a problem because, yeah, even one one terrorist is a problem. Right? You don't want anybody yeah. who's a fucking terrorist in this country. But but it's so vastly overblown to – like you could almost call it fucking fear-mongering. Yeah. You know, it's just trying to scare people into buying into this wall. And yeah. that is not the way that this should be done. And the whole, my major, major issue about this is this whole, you know, we do that number debate, that number issue where he, he goes out there and says this number down on, you know, they're getting through the southern border, so on and so forth, or they're being apprehended at the southern border. So this is an emergency. And then we find out later, well, no, that's literally all ports of entry around, you know, including air and all this other stuff that, you know. And the vast majority of people are are picked up before it. they come into the country. Go on. But the simple fact that you know, <laughs> Penny, you can. There was it. still a number on the southern border that yeah. did come through, even though it's in the single digits. That still speaks to the fact that. Whoa! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the show dog. So attacks. difficult. So difficult out here. 
So <laughs> what I was getting at, Don, the single-digit numbers that they're throwing out there that, you know, that are actually factually true. That, yes. That those people have gotten apprehended at the southern border and so on and so forth. That points to the fact that even though we're, we're talking about a wall, the, the vast majority of the conversation is focused around this thing of the wall. <sighs> yes. That, that pulls so far away from the actual issue of our border security and immigration system is completely broken yes. and needs to be fixed. And yes, we may need to throw more money at it to try to figure out because that's just what bureaucracies do. Just shovel for more fucking money at it. But it is broken. And the immigration system in general is broken and has been broken for decades. Yeah. But now that we're focusing on this this wall issue the real debate that we should be having on how to, you know, comprehensive immigration reform, if you right, will. Right, right. Like, those debates aren't being had. No, because, and I, th- I think that's a really important point, right? Because so much focus has been made on the idea of the wall, right? Mm-hmm. Which realistically, even the president has started to, he has started to accept and to concede that, the term the wall does not mean a solid concrete barrier everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's he's even come around to the idea of a steel barrier instead of a concrete one, right? You saw the pictures Which, of the slat fence with the spikes uh, on the top? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was some medieval shit right there. But because he is still – because he has that promise out to his base, right, of the wall, he has to continue to use that term. Even though that's not what – he means and that's not even what he's trying to argue for behind closed doors that's not even what no. he's trying to get done anymore but he has to continue to use that term right and this term the wall has become so incredibly divisive because it was for the same time way it was a lightning rod for his base it was a fucking not a dog whistle because it wasn't intentional it was something that scared the shit out of the people who were democrats and were for hillary and for bernie right because all they can think about is Fucking the Berlin Wall, you know, or something, some terrible fucking thing that divides people and scares mm-hmm. people and is going to hurt everybody and it's going to be a fucking big waste of money and a blah, blah, blah. Like, it's it's something so pivotal for both sides that the inability to get away from the term the wall is destroying everything. Like, oh, it yeah. is taking away any opportunity for anyone to try and figure something out because his base is still reading it as a wall because that's what – some of them want, you know, like that solid core, that solid core base is still looking for a wall. You know, yeah. they're not willing to concede anything on it because that means the Democrats win to them, you know, and that's not how this works because feasibly it doesn't make sense in all areas to have no. a solid barrier. Right. And there's even most of the people who work on the border will tell you like. The drugs and shit that you're talking about, because 90% of the heroin in America does come through Mexico, right? It does come through there, right? But generally in cars or on people's bodies, not through random open parts of the desert. It comes through actual, like, ports of entry. Hey, hey, hey! Get out of your asshole, man. There's a fucking (laughs) cable right here. Jesus. Oh, sorry. So for you, audio I'm listeners. so sorry. My fucking cat is over here, just like, snout deep in his butt hole. <laughs> that is horrible, man. Hey, man, it's it's cat. Cats do that kind of stuff. Dick. Bro. Cats are disgusting. Yeah. So, 
So just that that term has just become so incredibly divisive, you know, you know, well, you know, because a lot of a lot of my focus about the shutdown has been on the Coast Guard, right? Coast Guard does a lot of work down south. The insane amount of narcotics that they interdict over over the ocean. It pales in comparison I think I'm using that wrong. It is 10 times more than what comes through the land border. On the water? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That shit happens so all the time. Just more. bricks. Yeah. Bricks of fucking weed exactly. and heroin, tons. cocaine. Literal tons yeah. being shipped over, you know, th- across the ocean and the yeah. Coast Guard stops that. They just drop it off yeah. and then, like, someone else comes and picks it up. And there, it happens all the time that people just out boating. Just pick up a fucking package of drugs, you know, that like drifted off from all the rest of them. Yeah, that and they used to do, I think they still do in some fashion, uh, airdrops. You know, cartels would do an airdrop and then somebody will go out in a little speedboat, pick it up and bring it back. Yeah. Um, But I mean, yeah, I mean, there's pictures all the time if you you pay attention like the Coast Guard News. You know, there's a crew that goes out on a ship and they have a giant mount, like a pyramid of cocaine bricks or yeah. heroin bricks or weed bricks or something like that. Shit's whatever. crazy. Yeah. Not as much weed moving anymore since right. a lot of people get down with that. But. And then more states are legalizing it and just mm-hmm. no one gives a shit. I'm going to grab that growler here and just like Poor favor. Yeah. I'm, just like, I'm just getting getting thirsty over here. <laughs> but uh, it's double IPA for us. Ooh. There was another point I was... Oh. Was it Arnold Schwarzenegger? When he was governor of California. The governor? Yeah, the governor. He was talking about <coughs> building a wall, was he not? I'm trying to remember. I think he might have been. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of people that have talked about building a wall. Even our uh, our boy, Senator Chuck Schumer, back during the Obama administration, had talked about building a physical barrier of some kind, at least. Yeah. But... In some places, they a physical yeah, and and so, but my problem with all of this talk is not only is you know this this wall, it, it's not necessarily a, maybe it's not necessarily I wouldn't call it a bad idea. It's probably unnecessary considering that it's 2019 now, yes. and if we actually ran the department. You know, like a modern company in some way and modernized somehow, you probably wouldn't need a physical barrier because we have technology that can. I mean, if a car insurance company can track your every movement and track your speed and know how fast you're braking and all these things to give you discounts on your insurance or hike your rates up, you telling me we can't detect people along a southern border? Yeah, I don't. I don't get that. First of all, it doesn't make sense. I understand the government can't do it because the government can't tie their shoes. That looks beautiful. Nice amber color there. Mm. Um, But again, I go back to the root cause of the problem. You you put up a wall that's just another band-aid. If there's always going to be a criminal aspect. Of trying to get across the border, right? Because there's you're trying to do some illegal and illegit. Yeah. But I think the vast majority of eagle, illegal aliens are coming to seek economic opportunity. They're trying to escape whatever. And if you have, if you fix the immigration system, and along with that, it's going to have to have changes to say the welfare state as well. Yeah. 
you know, you you look at those two things together and you make it so that it's relatively easy to come into the United States and be able to start working and doing all these things. You know, maybe I don't have the answers, but you fix those two problems. Illegal immigration is not a problem anymore because right. people can then just legally immigrate. But it's so damn difficult now and it takes so long that half the time you'll sit there and you spend half your life on a waiting list. And it seems like that's a big part of the problem from what I'm hearing from every side is that. But nobody people, wants to talk about it because it people just who, ends up at this stupid wall issue. People who do come here legally and are able to apply for asylum, right? It takes mm-hmm. them so long to get a court date that people get pissed off that, oh, you got these fucking illegals living here that are just doing whatever. Like, they're able to work and do whatever, you know, but they're not citizens here. They're just trying to live until their court date comes, you know? And if that didn't take so long, then there's going to be a whole mess of people that aren't as pissed off because there aren't people here working without permits, without Mm -hmm. some type of green card, without something, you know, for so long because that's the problem is that that's that's what I – think that so many of those people are upset about, you know, the Trump base is upset about is if you have a green card, you've come here legally. You've done your part where you've come here, right? But if you're here and even if you are registered on a list that you're waiting for an asylum hearing, they don't give a shit about that. You don't have a green card. You're just a fucking, you know, some fucking wetback, some shit that's coming here to do whatever, you know, that like, that's a huge problem, you know, and half those people are going to get sent back anyway. You know, they're going to be like, this is not legit. You have to go home. Yeah. Boom. And it sounds inhumane if you will cruel but you know there's some validity into the conservatives at this point the republican party mostly most of their immigration change and stuff that they want to look at is moving to that merit-based system yeah and so you know if you're going to be a net benefit to the united states we'll let you in no problem but if you're going to come in and put strains on our social services then we don't want you because we're just going to end up paying for you. Which to a... Which is a... It's a real problem. Yeah. Which is why the two systems need to be looked at hand in hand. Because, yes, immigrants from a third world country are, by all rights, not going to be at the same economic level as even somebody in our nation that's just above the poverty line. They're just... It's not possible for them to be the exact same when they come in that's why they're coming in right right? and so i don't know what the answer is but until you figure out how to make that work you know because those people are still needed as part of our economy they're i mean and it's always the stereotypical one but the fruit pickers aren't going to come these you know the new what's the new generation not millennials or whatever but they won't be caught the I dead. Generation. The I generation. They yeah. won't be caught dead picking fruit. Right. They have no work that work ethic whatsoever. Except for the ones that do, the rare ones that do. And then they have like a weird astronomical amount and they make millions of dollars by the time they're like 22. Yeah. But for the most part, our generations as they evolve are not getting more hardworking. Yeah. And so we're going to rely more and more on people that are hardworking. And that's going to mean we need to figure out a better way to run immigration to get because a wall will work think about it you put up a giant barrier all the way across the southern border wherever you can let's just say let's in an imaginary world it's a flat flat area and you just run a wall all the way across and you got like you know 10 points of entry not a very efficient system but for the most part it should work yeah and then i mean it's hard to get around that because 
doing a lot of digging and shit. You know, they're doing a lot yes. of digging. Like that's a, a real thing. Like tunnels is a real thing mm-hmm. that that the cartels use to get shit here. Yeah. That's a pretty interesting beer, is it not? It's like it's really. It almost tastes yeah. a little bit like a tomato. I didn't get the tomato, but yeah, it's kind of like tangy sweet. Yeah, almost in a way. You can it's, definitely tell it's a double IPA. It's weird. The double IPAs are always more full. They, I mean, it's almost yeah. like drinking a loaf of bread in a way. Yeah. There's so much more extra grain involved. But because that's what makes this whole thing. It pisses me off about this whole thing the most. Because we're arguing about this wall. And the way I'm looking at it, I see just I see political games back and forth. This is the two softball teams hitting it back and forth or trying yeah. to, you know, this is the longest overtime baseball game I've ever seen in my whole life. It's We're into like the 23rd inning at this point. It's not stopping anytime soon. And I can't stand it because nobody's actually talking about winning the game. Right. Well, and that's because, and, and I agree, right? That's because one side, the Democrats, are talking about not wanting to have the discussion until people are getting paid. Yeah. But the Republicans are so set on not having, like, not getting paid until the discussion has had, you yeah. know, that it's impassable. They're not even talking about the same thing. Like, and yeah. that's the problem is it's not even that they're not discussing the issue. Yeah. They're not even talking about discussing the issue because they can't get there, you know. Yeah. The fucked up thing, when they had that meeting last week and Trump is there and it's the other leaders, he's telling the Republicans, like, it's like, no, I'm, I'm not going to budge. You guys have to get behind me. You guys have to get behind me because there are Republicans who are starting to dissent from that and are willing to start passing budgets because they're up for re-election, uh, re-election in 2020 yeah. and they need to get the motherfuckers paid. The, their constituents need money so that they can stay in office. Yep. There are people who are starting to dissent from that and he can't handle that. He can't take that. So he's sitting there just telling me, you have to get behind me. You have to get on the train. Republicans need to support me and what I'm doing. And that's not how shit is done. Because the way his advisors are telling him, this is the way I see it. And if it's not an advisors, it's just him. But if he, because somebody has to back down. At this point, we are in a Mexican standoff. Somebody's going to have to back down. And it's either going to be the Dems or it's going to be the president, I'll say. And that's pretty much what it is. Because yeah. even if the Republicans pass it, he's going to try and veto it. And after that, you yeah. got to get two thirds. That shit's not exactly because the Republicans are starting to feel the heat too. Just yeah, as, I mean, everyone's starting to feel the heat. But the way I believe Trump sees it is that if he backs down on this, he has zero chance in twenty twenty. Yeah, that's what I, I think don't know. He's that he looking has a chance at twenty twenty anyway. I don't know either. This this mysterious Trump base. I mean, you throw. If you get some younger, straight-thinking Republican, I can't think of one off that. You know, the... Ben Sass? No. Ben Sass is too establishment. He's been around too long. You know, that new representative in uh, the House of Congress with the eyepatch veteran? Yeah, yeah. If, say, like, if he started to blow up his spot Mm -hmm. and... He could primary somebody like Trump. Oh, yeah. Because he could get enough Republicans on his side as long as they were willing to, like, go back to, like, good governing. And not and, and not, not play the game. And new Democrats, but not not in the way of representatives, but in people, right? He yeah. gets supportive enough moderate Democrat citizens because the new Democrats in the House are radical as fuck. He's not getting no Ocasio-Cortez and motherfuckers like that on his train. But no. he can get... 
older establishment Democrats that are more moderate. Blue-collar Democrats. Yeah, and then he could get sure. civilians to vote for him. Blue dog Democrats. And that, yep, yeah, the blue dogs. And that's, yeah. that is absolutely what he can do. Do you follow him at all? I forget his name. I don't um, look him up on Twitter. He's a really interesting guy. Yes, he is very interesting. And I don't know that I follow him, but I see the shit that he does, you know, because it, it comes out. So oh, I it see comes it. out. Yeah, so I see it and I like him. You know, I like the the messages he has are generally ones of unity. You Dan know, Crenshaw, is, Representative Dan Crenshaw, I believe from Texas, former Navy is, SEAL. He is very. He's one of the most undivisive representatives that we yeah. have, at least thus far. You know what I'm saying? From yeah. what I've seen from him thus far, he is into let's just get shit done. Yeah. Like, that's what I want. I just want to get shit done. You know, I like that. I like a guy who wants to get shit done. Yeah. So he's like a uh, a badass former Navy SEAL version of Derek Kilmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just because Derek Kilmer is one of those guys who just, you know, he doesn't necessarily want to be a career politician. He just wants to get. Stuff done. Yeah. Oh, before, so, we, yes. before we move on, side note. I think we might have an actual Democratic contender that is going to be entering the presidential 2020 race. You think I just saw about it yesterday? Elizabeth Warren? Fuck. <laughs> Absolutely not. Elizabeth Warren's like campaign. That? Isn't that a joke? halted before it even started that yeah. she did what was that live feed thing she did where she's like I'm gonna have a beer I'm gonna you want a beer, a beer. <laughs> yeah and her her poor husband's like oh boy this yeah. is this is dumb no I don't remember where we were but I saw that come up on my phone and I laughed and I said to Jordan I said Elizabeth Warren will never be the president no never over my cold dead body never um trying to see how do I find like my own tweets um, profile yeah so, Joe Rogan Experience, episode 1170. Yeah. Was a woman by the name of Representative Tulsi Gabbard. Okay. Of Hawaii. Yes. She took over for um, Macy Hirono's spot when she became a senator. Oh, okay. Um, she, it was a great interview on the Rogan, and I think they... On the Rogan? On the Rogan, and Joe kind of toyed with her possibilities, like, man, you should run for president. Well, she's running for fucking president Word. in 2020. And I'm sure she, I listened to that. She will just say, and, you know, for, we talked a lot about Ben Shapiro before the show started, but Ben Shapiro has always said that if the Democrats can cook, can put up a moderate Democrat who speaks to regular people and is not an activist, yeah. Trump is going to have his... He's got a serious problem. He's got a serious problem in his hands. And I think Tulsi Gabbard could be that serious problem. I like that shit. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that Roganing because I'm sure I listened to it. Um, Episode uh, number 1170. I'll have to listen to it. Joe Rogan experience. There's one last thing, one last aspect of this I think I want to discuss with you, right? Is the dollars, right? So many dollars. Because I have a really hard time. Okay, before I say that, there's there's different ways to look at this, right? Because everyone everyone's talking about money. Everyone's talking about we don't have the money. We don't have the money. We don't have the money, right? We're Except 5 for right. So the problems right off the bat is that the Democrats are being called hypocrites because they are generally the same way that they're stereotypically the people party, right? The spend they are also traditionally, yes, willing to spend way more money to yeah. do whatever to get you done, collect more taxes, will the government will pay for it, right? Yeah. Generally the way that it gets done, right? The Republicans also are generally way more fiscally minded, way less apt to want to spend more money. You know, 
the I would the, say they used you know, to. Used yes, to. right. And that's what I'm saying generally, right? You know, yeah. Generally, stereotypically is how that's how that was where there are, you know, and we talked about that before where it's kind of it's kind of a Republican thing <laughs> I to I do you, you like this? I love them. Um it's kind of excuse me, a Republican thing to to cut taxes. When you're not collecting enough money, you complain about the deficit, right? Yeah. And then you try and you go after um, the entitlement programs per se, which are you know food stamps, Medicare, Medicaid, yeah. shit like that. Government and, spending. But then you also want to increase the defense budget. You want to increase things like that that yeah. need to be done, right? And, and that so, was like we talked about that. I think during when the budgets and stuff were being passed. Yes, I believe and, how. Yeah, this was like the first time Republicans. I mean, not the first time, but Republicans spent damn near more than the Obama administration. Yes. And it all went to DOD. Yeah. It all went and, to the Defense Department. And so it's it's a problem that I think people are running into now where both both sides look both look like hypocrites, right? Oh, because yeah. they're both going against what they have traditionally done where the Democrats are willing to spend more money, it doesn't matter, you know? And they're willing to do whatever. Oh, but now all of a sudden it's about the wall. You know, you don't want to spend more money. And the Republicans are always trying to cut, you know, cut everything out and cut the budget and cut the budget. You know, but now that it's a wall, they're willing to spend more money on it. And I think that that's true on both sides. You know, also really interesting. But I think that there are are explanations for both of it. Uh, Going back to kind of what we talked about, about the wall being the problem. The term, the wall. Mm -hmm. You know, if that term wasn't there... This wouldn't be such a problem. Wouldn't be such a divisive issue because that's why the Democrats aren't willing to give even a dollar. You know, is because it's going to go to the wall. They're willing to give money to border security. They won't give money to the wall. And this goes you back to that, that really, really painfully awkward meeting. Yeah, with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, yeah. Donald Trump, and Mike Pence. And because, <laughs> and I'll give it to Senator Schumer. We talked about it. I think last show. Um, you know, he was sitting there and every time Trump would say, you don't want to fund the wall, or he's like, we need to fund the wall. He's like, we need to fund border security. Yes. Quit saying the wall. It's You want your wall, guess what, asshole? You can get it if you quit calling it the fucking wall yeah. and just call it border security. We'll talk about it. But right now, you keep doing that. I'm not going to take the political loss yeah. to give you a win. And that's and what I, this all boils down to right now. And I think that the the... Because I, like I said, I agree with both of those sides, right? That mm-hmm. it is, it's hypocritical for both of those sides. But I think Definitely. the thing that bothers me the most, right, of, of both of these things is the argument that, like, oh, well, if you compare $5 billion to, to the deficit, you know, like, you know, if you compare to the deficit, it's not, it's, it's, it's just a drop in the bucket of the it's deficit. It's a half a drop you know? in the bucket. And I don't, I just cannot logically fucking understand. That argument from people that, oh, well, it's, it's nothing compared to the debt we already owe. So why does it fucking matter? Yeah. You know? Oh, so it just doesn't fucking matter, right? So then why does any of this other shit matter? Why does the money for everything else matter if it's just a drop in the bucket compared to the deficit? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's, that is the most hypocritical argument I think that I've heard is, well, compared to the deficit, you know, it just, it doesn't even matter. Like, well, fuck the deficit. Dude. Yeah, so it just doesn't matter. Like, so we should here. just, it's already so high. That we should just keep going for it, you know? That is admitting to the public money doesn't matter. Money is not real. It's not real because we can just continue to do whatever we want. Well, Like, what the fuck? How are you going to continue to try and continue the charade of money having any value if you're just telling the American public, then well, it doesn't matter. You we'll know? just add more zeros onto it. You know, we'll we, just raise the debt ceiling and everything's fine. Exactly. Because like, if we would fuck? have never gone away from the gold standard... 
you couldn't do things like and this. And I don't get it. Like, it's, it's the Federal Reserve, right? Where Trump says the Federal Reserve is our biggest enemy. Not because, not because money isn't real, right? But because, oh, well, they're, you know, inflation and they're raising rates and they're doing whatever. They're doing what they have, the rules they have created in this imaginary fucking system. It's what they are carrying out. They are yeah. playing by the rules that are designed when money doesn't exist, when it yes. doesn't mean anything, right? And I agree. It doesn't – the office is a silly as fuck show, right? But then yes. if there's one thing that's ever been true for come from that show, it's someone is talking to Dwight and they're like, this isn't real. And Dwight says, money isn't real since we got off the gold standard. No right. shit. It doesn't mean anything. All of this stuff, people buying stuff, it's just fucking – numbers on a computer it i don't understand it i don't fucking understand it ever i don't I get it love right it. and if we're gonna i had no idea you're so passionate I about this just this don't understand it and if kindred like, spirits because my thing and this ties into <sighs> ties into a broader issue that breathe, i thought about buddy, this breathe. Week, just, right just take a breath is, <laughs> feeds into a larger issue that i thought about this week okay. that is what i feel like it means to be an american right and I feel like what it means to be an American is you you play by the fucking rules, you accept the way that the hands come out, and, and you just take it, right? Yeah. And this is the same problem like we talked about it kind of when we talked about like the Affordable Care Act, right? My big problem with that was that people didn't try, you know, that you, you came to a point where it's been passed, whether it was done shitty, it was done sketchy, it was done whatever, it's done. The bill is passed, here we are, play by the fucking rules, by the fucking insurance, Take the shit. Don't go to the doctor. You're fucking fine. But if you do get sick, you have the insurance. And that way, it the idea can at least come into fruition, right? I didn't love the idea of the tax cuts, but I'm getting more money. I'm taking that shit and I'm putting it into the economy. I'm spending my money the You're way boosted. that it's supposed to be, right? That's Boost what I that feel shit. like it means to be an American. It doesn't matter if I didn't like it. I don't love President Trump, but he's the fucking president, right? That's right. When you say he's not my president... That's un-American. That I feel like goes completely against the the fibers, the core morals of being an American, of accepting an outcome that you don't love. But this is what it is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna eat this shit sandwich, and I'm gonna shit a turd afterwards, and it's gonna be fine. Yeah, you know. And I can't stand that. I can't fucking stand that. And that's where we're at now. That it just money doesn't matter. So fuck it. You know, we're just gonna do what we want. Like. That's you know, so un-American. That's so fucking communist. Like, that's so against everything. You know, that just, it doesn't even matter. Like, we're just going to move on to everything. It doesn't even fucking matter. I don't get it. Like, I don't either. How can you try and say that you represent the government when you are completely contradicting a democratic republic in, in the core in of... Pure essence. Like, what the fuck? How? How can you even make that argument, dog? Yeah, and this is... And that actually... And this... And I hate to even try to give these people an ounce of defending. But when people on more of the left side of the spectrum, when they start to call Trump a totalitarian and this thing, a that's fascist. actually the, yeah, that, that's actually kind of the root of what they're, well, I, I don't think they think that deep. But if you look at it, that that is kind of the root of where that should come from, that would come from if they were try actually making a legitimate argument. Yeah. But that's because it is, you know, realistically it is un-American. Yes. And it's because he – and I don't know – I'm not going to say that it's just him. I think he is that – It's so many people. It's so bad. So many. And it's been bad since – I mean, so we got Trump, 
Obama, George Dub, Bill Clinton, all of ever since the Reagan administration. I was say. just going to say that trickle down fucking economics. That is where I would pinpoint well, this start at. At what point? Whatever point it does, I, the date is arbitrary. It doesn't really matter because yeah. it, it happened. But at one point, the Congress and the the only thing that makes us a republic, not just a democracy, has started and continued to abdicate their power to the executive branch Absolutely. little by little every single year. Yeah. And now, this is why Trump is the news. It's why Obama was the news. It's because the executive has so much power that they are not supposed to have. They should be sitting in the Oval Office, meeting with diplomats, meeting with world leaders, signing bills, waiting to just then, sign shit. Yes, waiting to just going sign out, shit. then kicking back in the in the rose garden, throwing some wine back, whatever the heck they do. It, it, they should not be legislating the company. No, their their country, the company. They're not qualified to do that. Run, dog. That's the whole it's, thing. But it's we have turned this republic slowly over the period of a few decades into a democracy. Yeah. A pure democracy where, I mean, it's not quite there yet. Thank God. But that's what it's come checks, to where you're but, just listening to just what the people are saying, which is not yeah. how it should be done. And it's this not. is why, to kind of bring us up to date on this, you know, this Trump situation, the shutdown yeah. situation, we had the egregious address to the United States citizens of America on yeah, broadcast television. Yeah, forgot to even talk about that. That did happen. Yeah. That was... His first address to, and, to the and nation. And you know, there's not much to talk about there because it's all... It was all the same exact yeah. shit that we just talked about. Continuation. And it was that. so frustrating. The only, the only plus side was no one that was involved wanted to be there. Yeah. Donald Trump did not want to be there. Pres- the president did not want to be there. And he even said so... That he did it to make his advisors happy. They told him it was it a was, good idea. Yeah, which it was not. Don't listen to them anymore, people. And then you had Skeletor and the block of wood that is Chuck Schumer standing there like, you know. Skeletor I, is Nancy Pelosi, just so yes, everyone knows. Sorry, sorry. I've called her Skeletor for probably about just, a decade now. Just so everyone knows. Because I know, but not everyone knows. <laughs> good call. Thank you for the same. But, I mean, it was so bad. Thank God it wasn't very long, but they just parroted the same arguments that they've been making same for weeks shit. now. And it's it was such a waste, I think, of, you know, it, it denigrated... Waste of America's time. Yes. It denigrated what those addresses to the people should be. You know, I think... I mean, President Obama did a few of them back in the day. He did one, I remember, when they, you know, we got him. Bin Laden. We know. got Bin Laden. September 11th, I know, was another one. Reagan had made a couple of them. Uh, Nixon made a couple of them. Yeah. You know, but... When they went it's into not for, Desert Storm and shit like that. You don't parrot the shit you say on Twitter. It's not what it's for. No. And it's... I mean, the media had a field day. Yeah. They got... They must have had the ratings out the yin-yang. And that's... So... So the money thing, right? Because that's what we're yeah. talking about. I just, I don't have a really hard time understanding that. Yeah. Understanding how anybody can make that argument and expect the citizens to continue to respect the idea of the government. Like yeah. when you are telling them, well, compared to the deficit, it doesn't matter, right? And it's not like, 
the representatives are just coming out and saying that, but it's people like Ben Shapiro, like the yeah. news networks, like not just him, but he's the one individual I can remember saying that, you know, mm-hmm. Sp- and it's specifically conservative me. speakers that are saying yeah. that, you know, because Democrats are generally like, well, you know, it's fine. It's not a big deal, but it's, it's the conservative news hosts and speakers and pundits that are coming out and saying, well, compared to the deficit and blah, 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 you know, why do the, why do the Democrats even care? Like we, we don't even care because of whatever, like, yeah. And it's that point that I don't understand how you can expect people to continue to respect America when you're telling them it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? And if we, and it sounds simple, but if we would just get back to the founding principles of what America was supposed to be about and, you know, you know, the general citizenry started caring more about each other and not about what fucking team they belong to, then things would probably work out a lot better, but we're so, for whatever reason, you know, wh- whether it's just the, the, the sheer illiteracy and stupidity of the mass public or the way we portray ourselves on social media, because most of these conversations are happening via social media. Mm-hmm. And then what's happening in the media, you know, like the mainstream media circles, what you see on TV and, yeah. That's all fallout from what's being said. And if we would just divorce ourselves from the shit show that is Washington, D.C. and focus more on our neighbors, yeah, our friends and our family, our coworkers, the people in our community, they wouldn't have any power and control over us. They yeah. can sit here and argue all day. And if we just go, I don't care. You guys are a bunch of dumbasses. Make sure the country runs straight. Make sure that my roads are there. Make sure all my, you know, whatever is there. Yeah. Make sure that we're not getting invaded. I'm done with your scare taxes. If we, if we could just collectively divorce ourselves from the stupidity from the federal government, we'd have a much better situation. We're so invested. Well, and we I also can't. feel like patience is a problem, right? Because when, when the government... Our beautiful government, right? The Democratic Republic of America was designed. It's designed to be slow. It's designed to take time because those two branches are, or that branch, legislative branch is supposed to have so much power in itself to kind of build something and shape it and figure it out, debate it, and then put it out for the president to be like, looks good. Let's do it. You Mm -hmm. know, it's supposed to take time. But in this world of technology, you know, where with Twitter, Facebook, everything, we expect everything immediately. You know, I can, I bought three pairs of shoes last week, right? You and did. I was and I was waiting, just constantly waiting, waiting, just waiting, waiting, waiting for them to come in the mail. You know why? It's fucking three days. It's three fucking days, and I can't wait for pairs of shoes. Like you I was just, like three months. I was fine before I bought them. You know, yeah. like was just fine. But now that I know, I, I know have that coming, too. You know, and it's the same thing. Like now that we have all that at our fingertips, we know that they're talking about, you know, a legislation for for the farm. We know they're talking about the USMCA. You know, shit like that. That. Well, two months ago, they announced that you, the USMCA has passed. Well, it hasn't even gone through Congress. Yeah. Like, it's not, it hadn't even been signed by all three heads of state at that time. It just was done being drawn up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, but, no, we're happy with this, so we're going to send it out. People are so unwilling to wait for something to come to full fruition. You know, yeah. that they expect updates immediately. And that's not how the government is designed to work because yeah. that's how you get shitty legislation like like the Affordable Care Act that is done poorly. You know, yeah. it's done poorly. It's and thrown it has, together. In, and they have to lie about it because yeah. it's done poorly. Yeah. That's the only way to do it is because people expect it now. 
They want it now because that's what we talked about and that's what they expect. So we have to just throw something together. We'll lie about it and then we'll try and retrofit it afterwards to what we talked about. Now, you know, how much of that is due to the nature that every time that we perceive a problem, yeah, it's an emergency. It needs to be handled to be done right, right now. now. Right now. Yeah. And that's that might be on us. And I think that and also goes into us not it goes into the same thing of us not trying to do things so quickly mm-hmm. that we're not looking at the possible yeah, because the side politicians are going to happen. They're going to you know? parrot what their constituency yeah. demands in a general, you know, in a general manner. Yeah. But if their constituents say, say, hey, this is fucked up. We need to fix this right now. So on and so forth. And then that that spreads throughout. Next thing you know, yeah. we have activist legislation. Right. It's, it's all activist legislation. Right. Everything needs to be done right now. It's all immediate there's no time for good debate. And when there's no time for debate and nobody has any patience, there, there's no focus on doing what you're supposed to do as a public servant, as a politician. Right. So the whole system breaks down. Yeah. And so as much as I just want to just say this is Washington's fault, it's our fault. It's It all stems from w- what we put forth. Right. Mind you, there's a lot to that because the media feeds us things to get us riled up, so on and so forth. And it's back and forth. They know we. They know that we watch it. Right. And but it is. It's us by not by not knowing enough about how the government works. Right. By not knowing our basic civics and how it yeah. was designed. Right. When we see our representatives and our senators giving more power to the executive, we don't even recognize it. No. We don't even recognize generally as a public. That that's not how it's supposed to be. Because yeah, we don't I mean, fucking know. We don't know enough about the government and the country to know that that's fucked up. That is not good. That is, you know what I'm saying? And this is, I am not, and I want to be really clear, right? That I am not by any means making the parallel between President Trump and Adolf Hitler. Because they are not the same person. They are not similar. They are not anything like that. I am not making yeah. the comparison between the two, right? When you get down to a very, very complex, we'll just say, not minute, but small details, there are some commonalities. Right. And the thing that I want to address is something that a lot of people have talked about this week after he made that address to the public, right? Because he talked about using, like, using national security as a reason to take control of Department of Defense dollars or what the fuck ever and be able to put that money into the wall, right? That is literally the same thing that Hitler did to consolidate power in Germany. Use the guise of national security to unify powers. Yes. Use the guise of national security to unify powers and take unilateral control of Germany. Yeah. Right? And I am not, again, I'm not saying that they are the same person. I'm not saying the same thing will happen. I'm not saying we're looking at a, a new, a new Third Reich, a Fourth Reich. You know, I'm not saying any of that. Nothing. I'm not saying any of that. But I am saying that the reason that we look back now on World War II and how did this happen in Germany? How the fuck did this happen? Good Germans, right? People who are just letting shit happen. People that we talked about this a couple weeks ago in Jordan Peterson. People who are saying yes in times where they need to say no so often that when they have to say no, they can't anymore. Yep. That is what is happening here. That's People why are, when you have something to say, silence is a lie. And 
tyrants feed off lies. Or silence. Tyranny feeds on lies. There he is. Damn it. Misquoted. JPP. And I... I mean, that goes... And that stands time immemorial. It goes back forever. You know, and a lot of people say, a lot of like the more, and I hate to always say this, but the left, the kind of the far left activist types, you know, this... Trump is the new Hitler, so right. on and so forth. Right, and that's no, what I'm no, trying no, to no. avoid. I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm trying to stay all away from that. Definitely not the case. But you know what I think this might really be? This is a giant step forward in essentially becoming a pure democracy. Yes. Getting away, because what is a Congress these days but kind of a, a puppet? All it is now is just is just a funnel for money. That's yeah. all it is 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 just a, fund, a coin purse. Yeah. They fund that's, the government. That's it. That is the only service that Congress has now because at at this point the laws yes. are being created by other people. They're being created by the president or yeah. by other people outside of Congress that are writing laws and they're being paid for by private companies to be put up into Congress and then they're being passed. You know, and it's so, like that's how shit gets done now. Now I I don't know if you know this. Because this is kind of a deep civics thing. The House of Representatives okay. can pass a piece of legislation. Yes. And it goes to the Senate. Yes. The Senate usually bumps it back to the House. They send it up to the President. So let's just say this funding bill. The House votes it in. An omnibus bill you're talking yeah. about. Well, right? it just... A, yeah, because a funding bill just to be by clear, nature just, is well, an omnibus we bill. We were talking about doing yes. all those. They're doing those. They're talking about doing the individuals. So, so just to be clear. Yeah. So let's just take the standard bill. omnibus funding bill that will continue to fund the government through the end of the year. Okay. The fiscal year. Passes the House. Because right now it will pass the House. No problem. Yes. Well, we Regardless of what's in yeah. it. Yeah. There's enough pressure. Senate, for whatever reason, there's enough pressure. The Senate passes the bill. Goes up to the Oval Office. The president says, no, fuck this. Yes. Veto. That bill can still become law. Right. By having a, it's very similar to the impeachment process. A yeah. two-thirds majority has to re-vote it back in. Majority in both houses of Congress. Yes. Because we, the people, own Congress. We are the Congress. Yeah. We can shit all over the executive branch as much as we want to if we have the numbers. Because it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's but by choosing to not put bills forth, yeah, I get angry about that. And thankfully, there are some people that are pushing for at least things like the fund the Coast Guard bill and stuff like that. But And that's I can at least appreciate, you know, right? Regardless yeah. of what the... Give the, him a track record of yeah. vetoing bills. Regardless of what the spin is on the action, I appreciate that the Democrats are talking about putting up funding bills to get something fucking yeah. done. You know, to get something now, done. They own the House. Yeah. They have the votes. There's enough Republicans that'll vote it through. This is their shit now. Yeah. This is their problem, and they need to do everything in their power yeah. to get those bills up to the Senate. And if if they put 30 bills, if they try to send that funding bill to the Senate every single week and it keeps getting denied, they're doing their job as far as the American public sees. Right. You then have a that president. That is a political win. You then have a president who is hindering the process yeah. and well, not a Congress. Even before that, you have Mitch McConnell stopping it. Yeah. And I guarantee you that when 
all those senate you know enough senators will come up to a re-election year there'll be enough political pressure they'll pass it right they will get it to that oval office one way or the other if the democrats in charge continue to push these bills if they continue to push it up there and it keeps getting denied throw it back throw it back nancy pelosi you know aka skeletor she's not afraid of <laughs> tell me she's not skeletor dude i'm just definitely, saying okay definitely man by the way, congratulations, Nancy Pelosi. I think it's the first woman ever elected twice to speakership. Yes. Yeah. And she was the first woman to be elected as a speaker. I absolutely um, despise and, her policies and her politics and everything about her public life. But congratulations. She was also the first person in over half a century to be elected twice as the Speaker of the House. Yeah. So and that's... Been over hey. over fifty years since someone was elected twice, which is a huge deal. And like I said, she was also the first woman elected speaker of the house. Now she's not only the first woman, first woman elected twice to be the speaker of the house. I which blame. Will probably be fucking forever until that gets broken. You know, in America, like, you know, we have the greatest healthcare system ever, right? Yeah. As long as you have the money, right? Well, obviously she has the money. Obviously, <laughs> obviously she has the money because she probably still shouldn't kicking. be alive right now. I mean, she's still kicking. That's, that's probably the only reason why she's she got that those accolades is because she lives in America and has the greatest healthcare system at her disposal. So, <laughs> shout out to the U.S. healthcare system. So, I think I want to put this to bed. We've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah, one. Well, I think that's everything. I think yeah. that is um, about. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else that we could really discuss about. So that. did we did we point the finger at somebody? I don't I know. That's I don't where we started so. at this. Um, I don't that's and, and that's like I said, I, I don't know that there was gonna be one person at the end whose fault it is. No. Um definitely not. But us, you know. Yeah. I think that's where we kinda landed. It's kind of we got here because of us. Because we don't know enough about what's going on. Yeah, regardless of what the landscape looks like now, this is a representative government still this is still yeah. a republic and so we put the people there ourselves yeah this is our fuck up this is our problem but we need to fix it and i think we look at the midterms we're trying yes we're doing a little better we're still putting aocs out there which is, <coughs> you know whatever it's good for your bernie bros i think but there is some what's an aoc Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Sorry. No, I it's gotcha. just such a mouthful. Everybody calls her AOC now. And she's out there dancing on top of buildings, reenacting Breakfast Club. Which is bullshit, right? Because they're like, how fucking, <laughs> how ridiculous that, you know, nobody can be respected. Like, first of all, she's pretty cute, right? Alexandria yeah. Ocasio-Cortez is pretty cute. And it's not like she's fucking stripping on a roof with no clothes on. She's no, like she's just have fully dressed, alone. just out there fucking dancing in college. How is that? Our president said, grab her by the pussy. And you want to talk about how that denigrates the fucking office because she's out there dancing in a college promotion video? Grab her by the pussy, he said. And you want to... Oh, she's dancing. All right. Okay. Yeah, no. No, that's fine. Grab her by the pussy is totally the same thing as fucking dancing fully clothed with a skirt past your fucking knees. Totally the same thing. Ridiculous, bro. Ridiculous. AOC, Tulsi <laughs> Gabbard. I think I'll take, you know, Tulsi is a, she's, if I had to vote in a beauty pageant, Tulsi Gabbard's getting the sash. I would go Tulsi Gabbard as well. I'm really excited about I just about mean, especially when. It feels weird for me to be excited about a Democratic presidential I mean, nomination. especially if you take Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and stand her next to Skeletor, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, in the, 
in the scale of Democratic women, like in the Congress, she's pretty good looking. You know, like, AOC. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. No, looking. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, Nancy yeah, yeah, Pelosi no. Cortez. Hey man, yeah. hey, I will say, I used to. Have a, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, whatever you say, I can't wait for it. I used to uh, have a one of my old captains in the Coast Guard. You know, my old ship captains. Yeah. He was kind of a good old boy from, uh, I think, South Cackalacky or North Carolina. One of the Carolinas. And he hated Nancy Pelosi with every bone in his body. Mm -hmm. But he'd always say, it's like, hey, man, she looked good. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, that's not the line. The line was like. I bet when she was young, she probably was. He goes, you know what, man? It's like, no, screw that. It's like, I absolutely hate her, but. I would definitely drink her bath water. Oh, dude. She is hot. Definitely. Like, I'm not saying now, but a young Nancy Pelosi is hot. That's a thing. That is a thing. That look. Good Lord. You know what I'm saying? Young Nancy Pelosi, she's pretty good looking. Okay. Like, that's, you know. I mean, that's an action shot, so that's not going to be as I mean, good, you but. said it, so I'm going to let you own that for the rest of your life. I, I'll take that. <laughs> a young Nancy Pelosi is kind of hot. I will oh. I will own that. I am willing to. This is <sighs> a so this is a uh, Photoshop picture of Brad Pitt fucking Nancy Pelosi. Well, Do you see this? That is, that is definitely interesting. That's wow. funny. Nancy Pelosi's dream with Brad Pitt. i love google i'm gonna go throw up now i love google wow yeah google images look they also photoshopped hella cleavage on nancy pelosi i did like they put porn tits on nancy pelosi (laughs) this is weird (laughs) this is a weird you don't want to go down that rabbit hole bro just you need to be careful here. strange deal you're about to go down to wonderland no nancy pelosi's she's pretty all right um so after this do you want to you want to take a break real quick? Yeah, because I want to play my, can, my yeah. music. Yeah, so we're going to go and we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we will talk about some personal and some random questions. We'll talk a little bit about some movies, some pop culture, move into some lighter stuff since we did, you know, an hour and 20 minutes of this. Yeah, right. But I hope, I mean, it was a long time, but I feel like I wanted to do a long time because I wanted to make sure that we were giving good information on both sides of every aspect of this. Because and I think it's so fucking confusing. Yeah, and I think an hour and a half. <laughs> Probably. Let's just put it this way: (laughs) it's been two weeks, and I missed the hell out of you, and it was great to have that conversation. Yeah. So until then, we're Salt Streets. Be right back. Be right back. Welcome to the salt of the streets, coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat. With everything going on in this nation, we need some information, and that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation. With real talking, real topics, real people, real problems, think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to Colin and the Donovan. Cause that's what's that? Let's get ready. What up, homie? You're on the podcast, baby. Yeah, you're literally on speaker, and I'm recording your voice. Yep, we're doing it. Welcome back, Salt of the Streets. What up, Chad? <laughs> oh, you know, uh, welcome to the show. What what is what are you calling me for? We just came back from the break. Actually, this is how we're going to come back. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm calling you because I found a fucking fantastic uh, deal for a rifle for you. Oh, you you found a rifle for me? Uh, yeah, six hundred fifty bucks comes with a scope, well made Japanese brand. What's uh what's the scope uh specs? What are we looking at zoom wise? Uh, it's a three three by nine, so it's not oh. it's not the scope I want, but I mean it'll, it'll fucking work. 
So I what? It, I think it's a three nine, three nine by forty four. I think three nine by forty four. Okay. I, I mean, it's a big enough caliber to take down an elk and a bear. Uh, you got like seven different choices on caliber. Oh well, who's the? Uh, what uh, brand are we talking about? Howa. How? Oh, interesting. I've never heard of them. The guy said they're Japanese. They're really well made. Hmm. Normally, the gun itself costs six hundred fifty. Interesting. I mean, Arisaka was a quality brand name up until the Empire Day <laughs> exists, so that's got to be good. I mean, Japanese engineering is sound. They know their metalwork, and they've been hammering out swords for thousands of years. Exactly. They know what they're doing. Oh, fuck. I'm going the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give you a shout-out after the after the cast when I get home, and we'll we'll go over it. Word. Well, i got to run a sportsman to buy Target because they have a bow all set up. 10-4, brother. All right, well, you guys take it easy. All right, later, man. Peace, dog. Bye-bye. Are we recording on the video? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. Uh, I don't know how good that sounded, but we tried. No, I'm sure we find it. <clears throat> uh, so welcome back, everybody, to the uh, Salt the Streets podcast. That was a great way to enter into the show. That was Colin's brother, Chad. Hi, Chad. Yeah. Hi, Chad. Chad wants to come on the show real bad. Oh, I would love that. And I'm just afraid we're going to have some confrontational uh, topics come up. No, I would love that. Fuck it. We're going to do it whenever. We're going to roll the dice. We're, we're going to bring it. Chad onto the show. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about hunting, too, because you're interested in hunting, right? Yeah. And uh, before we kind of... Oh, poor favor. The growler Take the returns. rest of it if you want. Oh, probably, for me? Yep. Probably isn't a whole glass, but yeah, I got nah, more beer. We can, I'll give you... We'll, we'll split her. Bloop, 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 bloop. We're here. And bloop, 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 bloop. So other than, uh, we'll just say this. I have finally found, and I think my brother feels the same way because we've been talking a lot lately. Um, you know, my brother is, tw- don't hate me, Chad. I don't know how old he's he younger than you, right? He was born in 90, 1990. So he, and it's October 1990, so he's 28. Um, but we don't have a whole lot in common. Never really have. <laughs> I only right? met him the one time, and it didn't strike to me that you guys had that much in common. Right? Like we we play we both play video games. He plays a lot more than I do now, even though he doesn't play a lot now. So he played Red Dead also. Uh, he played a little bit of Red Dead, but you know he also works. He owns his own business. He's a a, a farrier. So he, right? yeah, he's a farrier. So he essentially like another word for it more commonly is horseshoer. But he does because of that. He does a lot of blacksmithing and stuff like that. And but he got—I don't even know how he really got turned on to it. But he got really into hunting lately, and so he took me out duck hunting last year. Yes. Him with duck hunting, and it was my first hunting experience ever. And I was like chip committed the first time I went duck hunting. I was like, "This is going to be my life now. I'm going to hunt, and I'm going to bring meat back to the family." To offset, you know, the, the farm race crap that we buy at the store and so on and so forth. And we've been over this last, you know, month or two, we've been planning this big 10-day hunt that we're going to do out. And uh, I'm not going to tell you where our spot's at. So but it's an elk we'll Northeastern Washington. But it's elk, deer. We're getting a combo license, which is, uh, it's like 115 bucks, And you get a deer tag, elk, cougar, and black bear. Wow. And uh, we were just talking during a break. I went and I took a bunch of, there's a couple tests you have to take to qualify for certain things so right. that you can identify 
you can prove that you identified this or that the right way. And so took care of that. And we've Are you been, cooking, baby? We've been. Right. Ooh, I just didn't want you to forget. Sorry. It smells good. I just I didn't smelled want, something. I just didn't want you to forget. Top ramen? That's why it smells good. You know what? I, before you continue, I saw yesterday or was told yesterday that they have um, infused top ramen seasoning at the wheat store now. Whoa. Yeah. That sounds like such a stoner thing Top to have. Oh, yeah, how funny is that? <laughs> I have some coffee that I got from one of my friends, and uh, just like a, it's like a dehydrated coffee pouch thing that you just like freeze dried thing. You just put in hot water, and boom, you got weed coffee. Yeah. But my problem now is I won't take an edible unless I'm not doing shit all day, just in case. Because <laughs> um, sometimes those things, after my RSO experience. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm a. I just block out a whole day if I'm gonna eat an edible. Yeah, you're funny. And, uh, but I just haven't had it yet. I got to get into that because I'm sure weed coffee would taste amazing. Yeah. Okay, so you got your combination tag. Uh, yeah, and so, but we're gonna be we're planning this big hunt next year. Um, actually, this year now, it'd be in the fall, Octoberish time. Or yeah, gonna, you know, there's. I think there's mule deer, white-tailed deer. There's a ton of black bear out there. We're, you know, the combo tag is just includes the cougar tag. Are you gonna? Um, um, but we're not you, going for a cougar. Are you gonna try and work less leading up to this so that it's not such a shock when you're gone? <sighs> no, no. I'll just dump it on my boss and be like, <laughs> "Deal with it, dude." Just because I'm not here for a week doesn't mean you you know you can't not handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, just because. And actually, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it works out. But that's in October. Cross I got a long time. Yeah, it. we'll see how it goes. That and I also need to take some time off for my anniversary in May. Ten year, the big ten year anniversary is coming up in May. Wow! And surprise, surprise, due to my time in the Coast Guard and then getting out of Coast Guard, so on and so forth. The wife and I have never, we never went on a honeymoon, realistically, and we've never really, every time we would take vacation, we go to like, go see her family, or when I was on the East Coast, we come see my family. We've never really taken a trip other than like a long weekend when we went up, 11, we went up to uh, Leavenworth. Yeah. We've never taken a vacation, just the two of us. <laughs> and so I think for our anniversary, we're just going to be like, screw everyone, we out, we're going to go have fun, maybe we'll take a cruise. Maybe we'll go. I don't know. It's in May, so the weather should be relatively nice. I don't you know should what do we're that. Do. James Bond has a cabin um, up at Cushman. Yeah, we could. We could probably. I can't promise you, but we could probably <laughs> hook you up with. Yeah, I don't know. If we'll uh, that, if that's. I'll mention that to her because it's like I don't like think five I, minutes from the lake. During the break, we talked about James Bond and your relationship with James Bond, and I don't want to elaborate that on that any further i just want him to be known via the cast as james James bond Bond. that's why i figure we'll just leave it at that we're not even going to provide context technically family of how i know him nope that's it no just friends not providing yep i'm not he's just a guy that we know who is james bond james bond um (laughs) but (laughs) but anybody who knows knows what's good so Um, but that's all that matters. So, yeah. Um, but in reference, before we move on, because I meant to mention this earlier. Yes. Uh, in reference to hunting and so on oh, and so right. forth, you listen to the Mediator podcast. I love Mediator podcast. Do you watch the Mediator show on Netflix? Oh, yeah. They have seasons five through seven yeah. on Netflix available right now. It's awesome. 
And between me and my brother, we each went on to the Meat Eater website and we bought the remaining seasons through their oh, you did? streaming service. Words. I have a couple and I think Chad has cool. three. And so we made up the difference. And so we each kind of coordinate. We're like, hey, log out of your account. I'm going to log into your account <laughs> so and I can watch, watch those seasons. <laughs> Anybody wants to watch mine, vice oh, versa. That's funny. But I basically, <clears throat> when I'm, I live three things. I live surveying, number one. Yeah. Because that's my day job. Two, I live podcast. Yeah. So, which means politics, news, staying informed, so on and so Balling, forth. Just in general. And then my other third pastime is hunting. I, yeah do so much research. I watch ton of meter. I listen to all the podcasts now, which was really funny because the shirt I'm wearing, if you can't see it oh, it's on great. the video, quick preview. That is a, this is a gnome packing out a unicorn trophy. Yeah. And it, uh, comes courtesy of my brother, Chad. He bought it for me for Christmas. Shout out, Chad. So, shout out, Chad. You'll be on the cast soon, homie, I promise. And I never, I would like to make it clear, I've never been hunting before. Um, but I just, I find it interesting. I'd like to go. I intended to go this year with my homeboy, Cody, but Jordan, Jordan was pregnant and was like, yeah. oh, I can't uh, take off for a week. But, you know. Yeah, that's true. Next time. But I would, I would, my intent is to know how to hunt before Dax is old enough to go so that oh, yeah. so that I can then take so him with this me. will be my first year really going out deep and hunting. Yeah. Um, so I'll get kind of lay of the land and then next year I'll take you out. We'll that go. would be great. And then uh, we'll we'll bring back some meat for the for the Phillips family. And get you we'll get you guys rolling. Feed that boy some game. But uh yeah, I've been all about. I've been watching tons of Meat Eater, man. And that's a great Such show. A good show. Um, Steve Rinella is. It's great. just it's. I mean, first of all, he's a fantastic writer. So anything yeah. that's prepared on there is absolutely incredible. He is a. He's probably one of my favorite writers. Just the way that he does a show, I fucking love it. Yeah. Um. He's also Anthony Bourdain esque. Yeah. He's also incredibly funny. Right, incredibly <laughs> yeah. funny. Where like I've told you stories before about shit that he's selling the podcast. Like there's the guy yeah. that accidentally killed the the biggest elk to come out of Utah or whatever, and he's like, yeah. he's like, and I just feel like it's really important that if you're gonna Carolina got she went out to Silverdale yesterday and brought me back one of the oh she got it for you that's yeah. dope. This is the small game and foul that's um, awesome. cookbook. That's the like from the first one that he did. Yeah, it's volume two. The yeah. other one's big game, and then there's the original meat eater cookbook. But. Yeah, there's the time where he's talking about the guy who accidentally killed the largest. I think it's the largest yeah. elk or or you know deer coming out of Utah, and he said, and I just think it's really important that if you're going to do that, you do it with the name Grover. Grover, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, his name like, was Grover. Yeah, and he yeah. said shit like that on the podcast before, where he's like, you know how you know he's a real coon man. Because his name is Festus. Festus. Like, <laughs> like, it's that type of shit. But he did do something. Uh, I was listening to a podcast a while ago. And he was talking about when his kids were born. He wrote a letter about where he was in his life. And where he was just about having that kid. And, and you know, where he was in his mind at that time. And then he sealed it up in an envelope. And then put it in like a an air sealer. Mm -hmm. um, and then saved it. And it said his intent is to give it to them when they turn 18. Ooh. Is to give them that letter, you know? And, I think. And I'm going to do that when Dax is born. Yeah. And that, thank you for setting that up because that was a perfect segue. We can go right into talking about real life stuff. My 
this thing that hit me a while ago, right? I've been reading this book um, my wife got me for Christmas called Armada yes. from Ernest Klein, um, which I know, Ready Player One. Yeah, he wrote Ready Player One, which then became a movie last year. Was it last year? It came out. Good movie. Not nearly as good as the book, but it was, you know, they did a good job. Um, but there's a, there's a portion in, I would say, one of the subplots, because we talked about subplots <laughs> earlier, um, is this kind of relationship with this guy's dad, the main character's dad, and how he he died essentially before he was born. And he was a young guy, and he had a series of journals that um, – his wife, the main character's mother, had kept and stuff like that. And so he went up into the attic and started reading those journals when he got old enough and learning about his father. Mm -hmm. And so I had talked to my wife about it and she thought that was a great idea. And she had, you know, and I, you know, I'm not the world's greatest husband. And I know she's mentioned that to me (laughs) multiple times, but I finally got on board with it. And I was like, yeah, I think I want to start in essence, journaling. Yeah. And that way, if God forbid something happens to me, and especially with me even losing my father in early adulthood and not really having the chance to get to know him as a person very well, mm-hmm. I would love those kind of things to be able to go back and learn who he was as a person. Yeah. Because I never really got to know that. And I think that would be a great way you know, to start writing these journals and talk about life and the things that are going through my head and the experiences and, the, you know, friends and fucking podcasts and everything and be able to put that down and document it so that our kids or our, our grandkids one day can go back and understand who we were as, as people. No matter what happens. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know how it is. I, my grandfather, he has a story that he used to tell us about when he was a kid, he ran away to Cuba Mm -hmm. one day. And I don't know how much of that is really real. Yeah. But it's a good story. I'll say that. (laughs) It's it's definitely a good story. (laughs) But I mean, it would be, you know, what if I didn't, you know, I don't have any surviving members on my dad's side. Yeah. Both his parents are gone. He's gone. Uh, he has an, a brother that I don't really know very well and a sister. But for the most part, my dad remains a mystery to me as far as who he really was as a person. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, God help you, I'm not going to probe my mother for that kind of thing because I don't want to put her through that emotional stress. Yeah. I'm trying to do that. She has a hard enough time. With that, especially like still around the holidays and stuff. and stuff, you know, it's been about two years and it, it's still hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so Carolina brought me a, a really cool, you know, empty journal. Yeah. And so I'm going to start journaling and she brought back along with that, that Stephen Rinella book, she brought back these two kind of pre-done books. One of them is called Your Father and it's kind of pre-set up to explain certain things and you go out and you you know, write kind of a, in a more directed manner. And then she got one that's called Our Story, which is more about her and I's story together and, you know, before the baby came and stuff like that. Yeah, and you guys are right there. This is a good time to start this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think... That's pretty interesting. Just looking back, 
you know, that's something I'm going to start doing. The book helped me there and the wife helped me there. And I'm, I'm going to start doing that this year and start kind of putting some of my thoughts down, you know, maybe not every night, but, you know, every few nights sitting down and just starting to write this stuff. And that way, God forbid, if something happens or even if I live to be a hundred years old, my grandkids and great grandkids can know who the hell I was. Yeah. For whatever good that'll do. But I think it's important and I want to get into it. No, no, I think that's good. I think, and I can definitely think probably more than most people you know. I can certainly identify with yeah. not, not knowing anything about your dad. Exactly. You know? I was just, I went out to dinner with my mom and my sister earlier this week. Um, was that just like Thursday night that I did that, honey? Um, and we went to Olive Garden and then when we were done, we sat in my mom's car for like close to an hour probably and just like chopped it up. And, um, we talked a lot about like the blog post that I did last week is, is after I did that blog post, um, my grandma called me like two hours later. Yeah. Right. And I grew up with my grandma, right. With my grandma and my mom and my sister. And my grandma says, and her and I are pretty close because we think, Pretty much the exact same. Like, mm-hmm. we're just very logical, very scientific, very, like, matter of fact. Like, we're very similar in that way. And she called me and she said, I just wanted to call and apologize because I don't want you to think that we didn't know what you were going through. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, I don't want you to think that we were blind to the way that that was affecting you. But we just didn't have anybody that we could give to you as a good role model to teach you that stuff. Yeah. You know, it happens. and I, and I told her, I was like, Grandma, you do not have to apologize to me yeah, right. like, because I totally understand. And I said, and I, I appreciate it, said, but I don't even in the slightest begin to blame you or my mom or my sister for not teaching me any of this stuff or not being my dad, because that's not who you are. That's not your job. You mm-hmm. know, like that's, that should not have been your responsibility and, and is not, you know? So, so I, that's not, I don't worry about that, you know, but I, another thing I talked to <clears throat> my mom, my sister about was like, not, I don't know a single thing about my dad. I don't know things that he likes. I don't know if he likes sports. I don't know if he likes cars or music or anything, uh, nothing. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you anything about who he is now. Yeah. I, I don't like, I, I could not, you know, and it would I don't know if I had the opportunity that I would read journals that he had written throughout his life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just because of the relationship that I have with him. Kind of but based I, off principle. Yeah, but I intend to have a much better relationship with my son than I do with my father. Um, yeah, I could see that I, happening. And I would hope that... Slightly. I would hope that at the point that I die, you know, my kid is like curious about like, I wonder just where he was at, you know, when he started doing the podcast, you yeah. know, when he started doing this. And I'm not into... Yeah, even if you live, like, a long, full in, life, yeah. to be able to get inside yeah. and really see what your dad was And was I'm not, like. I'm not, like, a journaling type of guy, but that might be... I would have to wait and see who my kid is, you know? If I feel like... If I feel like that's something he might do, if I feel like he would appreciate that, then I would do that. But... I also don't want to selfishly don't want to waste my time journaling if it's not going to matter when I die. You know what I'm saying? Have like you ever it's done it before? Not going to make a difference. I used to journal a lot when I was younger and foolishly threw them away um, because 
I mean, when you're up for nomination at the Supreme you know. Court, you're going to need those journals, yeah. obviously. Because uh, I'm going to start slandering you. For <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not... I have some writing I did when I was a kid, but I threw a lot of it away. Um, and so did I. Like, when I found some shit... I went through some stuff at my mom's house, like, last year when she moved into her apartment. And I threw a lot of it away when I was there. Um, and I don't... I don't know why, mm-hmm. you know, I just didn't at that time, didn't want to have them and didn't want to carry them with me. Um, partially probably because I didn't want to read them and partially because honey, not that I don't love you, but my wife is nosy as fuck. And <laughs> were I to not hide those journals, she would in fact read them. And I don't know what's in there, you know, and not yeah. that she's also not rational, She's also pregnant, and I don't want to have any arguments about some shit that, <laughs> about some shit that doesn't matter. You that know? is very fair. Um, that is very, and, very fair. And I don't know that she was pregnant at the time, so I can't say that that took mm-hmm. it, that I took that into account. But but I mean, um, at the time you wrote those, they were your inner thoughts. I mean, that is about yeah. as private as things can go. Can you imagine? I mean, Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know my wife. Her journal she has in a fake book on the shelf that has a lock on it. I'll remember that. So, <laughs> because her rule, not even a rule, like that's just like a thing she says, like if it's not put away, like I'm going to read it, you know? Yeah. And it's, I, hey, it's I don't know, I, can't, I don't understand it, so I can't explain it, but that's like, it makes such, sense to me. such is the reality of my life, you know? Yeah. And so I wasn't going to bring anything into my house that I wasn't sure of mm-hmm. because I didn't want to talk about it, you know? Safe call. Because I didn't want to read it. So, I just threw it away and I don't now looking back, that wasn't the right call because 30 years from now, I am sure that if I were to show Dag like, Hey, I got these fucking journals from when I was 15. Like, do you want to take a peep into the darkness that was your dad's mind as a 15 year old? Like, do you want to see what was up? You know, like I'm sure that he would say absolutely. But, and that um, I will say, it's one thing this book does address because yeah. those journals, the main character goes through, they're not always it's not healthy right because he thinks i don't want to give too much away because i know jordan's reading this book but yeah colin shut the fuck up yeah <laughs> but i mean in anybody's life you know like, like you said like if you're worried about what jordan might find in there yeah even though it was from way back in the day or whatever and even if it's not even if it's right now and you're with somebody the stuff that goes through your head sometimes, I mean, the thoughts that you have, nobody needs to see that but you. The only the only person that knows your inner thoughts are you. And no matter how close you are to somebody, getting too far into their own head can be dangerous. To somebody's own, you know, to somebody's yeah. inner And thoughts. I used to, um, I used to, so I probably journaled, I've always been into writing, right? Let me uh-huh. let me go ahead and finish one of these sentences. So I've always been super into writing. Um, and that's from the time that I probably was like 12 or 13. That's what I did to, all the time between journaling and just writing stories and doing whatever, right? And so I uh-huh. wrote all kinds of – at one point I was, I was pretty decided that I was going to write a book about my life, um, you know, an autobiography. And so I had written – Everything up until I think I was in like the 10th grade. So I had written, I had three separate books of like one that was everything up until that point and one that was sophomore year itself and then one that I 
started after sophomore year, mm-hmm. everything after that. Um, and you still should, by the way. Um, and I, those are some of the things that I threw away in that, you know, in that in that pile with everything else. Um, and I used to, I just used to lie so much. I used to lie so incredibly much um, that I can't even begin to keep track of all the things that I ever lied about, you know? And so I can only imagine all the different things I would have to answer for if I just let 10 different people read like one of those journals. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Um, like all the different things that I would have. Someone would be like, you will, you said that this happened because this and this, and I would be like, I, I can't even tell you why I lied yeah. about that at that time. You know, but it's, the nature it's, of a it's just a, and I don't, yeah. I don't know at one point to, to partially address Morgan's question, right? Which was like some stories of things that helped us form into who we are today, right? Yeah. That's what she asked us. And I don't, this is a vague answer to that, but I don't know at what point in my life I decided I wasn't going to lie anymore, you know? But I remember yeah. the one time that I have actually like boldly lied to my wife was before we were married. We were like just dating and I was um, talking about still had like pretty strong intentions to join the military, um, but was obviously doubting what my intentions truly were. And I was like taking some college courses to finish up some some other stuff. And um, so I was supposed to like not be smoking weed or anything, you know, because I was Mm -hmm. like. Because I was joining the Navy. uh, (laughs) Gotta watch out. And I was sitting downstairs in Jordan's room in her fucking parents' house that I was staying in because I didn't want to stay in my house anymore. And so they had let me move in. And so I was staying in Jordan's room and I'm downstairs using her laptop doing homework. And I'm fucking smoking weed at the same time. And she came home earlier than I thought that she was going to. And... I heard her, and so I fucking put everything away and did whatever. And um, then, like yesterday, and said I, and she, she was like, "Are you smoking weed?" And I said, "No, nope." And um, then she went over and like checked the pipe, and then went over the toilet and dumped everything out of the pipe because I didn't finish the bowl because she came home earlier than I thought she was going to. Um, and then obviously didn't say anything, like just sat there and waited. And not fucking two minutes later, I was like, "Oh, you know, I like." So I was smoking weed because, but I, you know, said I wasn't because I didn't want to be mad and blah blah blah. And I, stupid right uh-huh. stupid because then she's obviously 10 times more mad then yeah because you lied you know, right because i had lied about it, something yeah. that was obviously not true um look at this. she's got a big old and, smile on her face oh, now she oh she remembers it vividly i'm yeah. sure she loves um, you so much and that's the that's the last time that i like tony like fully like lied to my wife not as something like i'm gonna tell you a fib to like cover up a surprise for later you know because that's some shit that we do all the oh, time yeah. but like definitely actually like boldly lied about something and yeah <clears throat> like i said i don't know exactly what point in my life i was like i need to not be doing that anymore mm-hmm. you know like i need to just be honest about shit because it's gonna be easier for me in the end when i do that you know yeah and that's but i'm sure it was a, around that time and i'm sure that's an event that played into that you know um and that is something i do now and and part of definitely part of what made me who I am today that I don't lie about shit. I don't lie about things, whether it is my opinion of something or, uh, you know, whatever. I don't lie about my feelings on something or how I feel about somebody or if I like something or I just, I just don't lie about it. I just don't, you know, it's not something I do because it seems like 
no matter what, in the end, being 100% honest is the easiest way for me to handle that. Yeah. You know? And there are a lot of people who... Because you don't have to lie to yourself either. No. Don't have to keep up with anything. I don't have to try and keep track of any fucking lies that I told or any differences between stories between anybody else. And that is... um, It's something that I have spoken to several people about that I have heard them tell stories about like, oh, you know, and then I had to say this to this person because I didn't want to do this. So I had to make up a story for whatever. Like, why would you not just say that? Like, you don't want to do that. Like, well, I don't want them to like get upset and blah blah blah. Like, well, which I understand, but like, if you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it, right? Yeah. You're in your twenties, right? You're you're 26 years old. Yeah. yeah so it doesn't. So why would it? you not just be honest about what's going on? Like, yeah. This person is is taking money from you, right? Why would you not like they're being a she roommate? They're doing whatever. Like, why would you not be honest about what is going on? Why would you yeah. continue to let behavior like this happen when you could be honest and things would be mitigated? You know, yeah, especially it's, then. It's so Good it's Lord. It's I have sh- I have conversations like that all the time. You know, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make sense to me why people aren't just more honest. Yeah, like it is genuinely easier to lead your life that way. You know, definitely less you, shit to worry about. But you need to be, you need to be ready and able to telling the truth is not always easy. Yeah, and. No, no, it's not. And they're they're generally, whenever it's easier to lie than it is to tell the truth, there's always a consequence of telling the truth that you are trying to avoid. Yeah. In all situations, that's why you lie. And when it comes to, say, like, friends or family or something like that, and, you know, like, using the example you were just talking about, like, how they just didn't want to do something, so they kind of... And it sounds like they've made probably some excuse, made up some excuse to blah, 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 because I don't want to hurt your feelings because I just don't really, I really just don't want to go. Yeah. Or do something or whatever. Um, all you're doing at that point is, I mean, it's like you're continuing, you're putting a facade of who you are up so that this relationship that you have will carry on. As it did before. Right. Not Even just though, letting it develop the way that it needs to. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's that's very healthy. Yeah. And, you know, that's something since we're kind of on the topic of stuff that made us who we are today. You know, one of the biggest events, I guess, if you will, of my life that kind of shaped the way who I am today. Um, you talked about how you were... Mm-hmm more or less dead set on going into the military, right? Yeah. Until you weren't. Right. Well, I was, and I kind of saw it at the time as more of a necessity than anything else. I was, because I screwed off so much in high school. I didn't have the grades to go to college or whatever. I mean, nothing. Word up. Yeah. But nothing, not even anything, I'll just to be perfectly honest here, nothing to your level. You have that on a another scale, and it's not even like you screwing around. This is just a kid who says, I don't like to fucking do homework, so I'm not going to do fucking homework. Yeah. And then I'll hammer it out last minute or whatever. I'll say some bullshit, and I'll get out of it. Real good at getting out of shit when I was a kid. Real yeah. good. And 
but I ultimately made a decision where I went into the military. And that shaped my life more than I, I mean, I still discover aspects about my personality that I, that I trace back to my entrance into the military. And that lying aspect is, is one. I can definitely relate to that. And again, just like you, I can't exactly pinpoint in my life where I decided no more. Yeah. It's just for whatever reason, I don't want to live my life that way. It's just, it's so much better to just be honest with people. And I think, actually, I want to, it might be post Coast Guard, to be honest, because I started to develop this. I think it's kind of like a superpower Mm -hmm. where I have the ability to have a very intimate and close relationship with somebody for a number of years up to, say, three years, four years, because it's kind of the standard rotation time in the military. Yeah. And then just peace the fuck out. Right. And I'm totally fine with that. And I will never talk to that person ever again. (laughs) And I'll be perfectly fine with that. I I don't know if that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. But it's a thing you do or are able to do. Yeah. And I have have no problems with it because for whatever reason, there's a point in my life that has changed. There's something in my life that has changed. And there's no stopping that. It is what it is. I'm not going to continue to try to build a relationship unless it's natural. I have Coast Guard friends to this day that sometimes I do not talk to for up to a year at a time. But when we talk, whether it's six months or a year, it's like we pick up like it's the day I left. Yeah. Like the last time I saw them, nothing has changed. They hold they hold no ill will. I hold no ill will. And it's, we just enjoy each other's friendship and company company. Our relationship is the exact same way it was, even though we've grown. And then it's kind of fun because you kind of discover who they are now compared to where they were then. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's no drama. There's no stress in that relationship. I, When I went to New York this last year and I met up with my buddy, you know, shout out Papa Neil, uh, old Coast Guard buddy shout that out. I served with my first duty station in the Coast Guard. And then we went our separate ways after that and went. Well, I bounced around to other places in the Northeast. We saw each other when we could, so on and so forth. I hadn't seen him for, God, it had been a long four to six years. I forget when we, we counted it out when I was there. But I went to New York. He was up in Cape Cod. So we drove up to go meet him and his family. And it was like nothing had changed. It was just picking right back off. But in my mind, if you're one of those if you're not one of those people that can take a relationship for what it is, you know, cause we all have lives to live. We all have jobs and wives, you know, families and whatnot that our situation that we were in when we were friends is obviously not going to be that way forever. Yeah. At least, especially in the military. But if you, if you have to hold malice and resentment against somebody because they don't, keep in contact with you as much as you'd want. Yeah. Their relationship was never meant to be in the first place. It was best when it was best. And then you moved on and you are who you are today. Whatever people's people change. People's lives move in different directions. It happens. There's no reason to hold on to 
an old high school relationship because you guys were super close in high school, but now everything's all drama and you try to make things work, but nothing's ever great. And you find you start to lie to them about things, make excuses. There's no reason for that whatsoever. Yeah. Just be who you are. And if the other person can't accept that, you should just be happy with who you are and move on. Aaron, There's I love always you. other people. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> nope. And so just a special shout out. Keep going. But that's kind of that's one of like because we started to talk with Morgan a couple weeks or was it last week for the show that we missed about yes. things that have shaped our lives. And yeah. that to me, like I say, it's it's like a superpower and a curse, depending on how you look on it. And that's one of the I am gonna murder Joey. Me. Oh, what he's a little punk. I can I can barely Sorry. hear him in the headphones. We'll okay. be alright. No, I no, I think that I think that's good. I think that's a good And I will say that it That's a good one. It doesn't work for a lot of people. Yeah. And I have run into that with my own wife. She, you know, we've ran into some issues where she's had some She's, she doesn't like it when you don't talk to her for three, four years at a time. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, but it, it's, I mean. Tubby, come the fuck on. Realistically, it's only like we don't talk for a week at a time and it's fine. <laughs> but uh, actually, no, that's actually legitimate because when I was in the Coast Guard, sometimes I'd be out at sea for a few weeks at a time and we couldn't right. talk. It's what it is. But uh, it's it's a third party looking into someone else's situation. When it's, yeah. When I see her dealing with some long-distance friends that she's had since childhood, that at this point, I would consider them dead weight. <laughs> like emotional dead weight. They yeah. just literally no, that's a, exist. No, no, no. That's perfect. Yeah. They, they exist to bring, you know, to kind of bring you down because... This is a perfect show this week. The relationship that you had back then does not exist anymore and it will never exist again due to life circumstances. Yeah. And you I might have this. been the best friends ever. But if it's not that way anymore, it's not meant to be. It's not meant to be and you I have to be this. able to walk away. You could still have a relationship with them on whatever the terms are that, you know, you can currently make work in life, but if both parties can't agree to that, you need to separate and move on. Yeah. And that's the way it is. It doesn't matter how long that relationship has been. You know, I don't necessarily... I, actually, I do. It works for marriage as well. I mean, it's not just friendships and stuff like that. I mean, it all is just relationships in general. But I don't know. Some people call me a cold-hearted person, but I just don't give a shit anymore. You're just a cold-hearted bitch. I know. Like, <laughs> you know my buddy Jake. Yeah. We... We've known each other since... Sir we were, Jacob. <coughs> we've known each other since we were in diapers. During my time in the military, you know, we're, so we're talking almost 10 years here. We did not see each other very often. We did not talk to each other very often. We had like a mini falling out here and there, but nothing real. Yeah. <clears throat> and at the end of the day, every time we talked to each other, whether it was one year's two years, every time I could make it home on leave, maybe every two years, like nothing had ever changed. We were still the homies we had always been. It's because Jake is a stand-up guy. He is a stand-up guy. And he's even more, he's more and more a stand-up guy every goddamn day. And I bet you guys were both the longest babies in the hospital when you were born. Ah, probably, probably. 
super in this room. super personal secret about Jacob when he was oh a baby. Oh my god, yes. That I'm gonna I may tell you after the cast. Oh, okay. Just because Two I know. No, but that'd be kind of dope. <laughs> Once I make it big and I'm I super rich, I might have to look into that idea. That seems fun. The double penis. <laughs> but uh, The fabled double yeah. penis. But, you know, it was the ability. You know, that's To me, that's how you know who your real friends are. If you can disappear off the place of the planet for two years... You run into somebody and you can pick back up and carry on like nothing ever happened and everything's fine still. Yeah. I mean, it's just great. You just have more stuff to catch back up on. That's just that's just good. There's nothing but that good there. You accept the fact that you both are two grown-ass individuals who have two separate lives. And sometimes shit happens and your life goes this way for a while and maybe you get back to, back to it. What's so funny? Uh, Jordan said. <laughs> this is good. Instead of a whiteboard, we have cell phones. She we text, forget it's 2019. We have the technology. She texted me and said, when you said Colin's brother was going to be there for Joe Rogan, which is when I first met Jake and your brother. That's actually. right. Um, Drastic difference. Yeah. There. Because, <laughs> yes, because <laughs> they got you. One of your brother got you tickets for Joe Rogan, right? Yes. And then Jake went and we went and we went to PF Chang's beforehand. Indeed. And which was really pretty mediocre. Yeah. Um, and we went there and solid mediocre Chinese food. So Jordan said, when you said Colin's brother was going to be there for Joe Rogan, I thought Jake was his brother. <laughs> A lot <laughs> of people not, do. not his actual brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially because he's we're both tall. When your brother He's, doesn't look shit like you, at least when I met him period. with that beard, doesn't yeah. look shit like you. Nope. But he also looks way different in the pictures he has on the internet than he does in real life. I with the beard. Like. Yes. Yeah. He, but I've never seen yeah. him without his beard, so I don't know what he looks like without his beard. true. You just know Mountain so, Man Chad. I only know the one Chad that was half drunk when he got to P.F. Chang's, yep. drank more at P.F. Chang's, and then said faggot when we were outside and, <laughs> and was like, he said... I wonder if, and he said, he said, I wonder if anyone is going to beat me up for saying faggot here. And I said, probably not if you don't call anybody a faggot. Yeah. Like, if you just don't say it, you'll be better off. But if you don't call anybody that, you're definitely not going to get beat up. <laughs> but if you say that to people, you are likely to get your ass beat by a bunch of gay dudes. Like, that will happen here. And I'm not going to help. Like, I'll watch. I'll watch because you did that. You like, know? bro, I'm sorry, man. You got to learn a lesson here, bro. And then yeah. at a certain point, they separated from our group, and we didn't see. I did not see them again, and I, that was true. the last time I saw your brother was on Capitol Hill after we had that conversation about him saying faggot, oh. and then he left. So you and know, I was, was like, "Good really, meet you, Chad." Really, <laughs> really, really sad. <laughs> that that person that you met last night or that night, yeah. Not who Chad really is, believe it or not. <laughs> That's if you just who imagine. he was that night. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was just one of those. Uh, he doesn't get to Seattle much, and he's got some friends over there. So when he meets up with them, he uh, parties hard and parties fast. Yeah. And uh, we got mid, mid-party mid Chad yeah. that night. And I wasn't. I'm I obviously, was not a fan either. I'm obviously still okay enough with it that I'll let yeah, him right. on the podcast, you know? It, but it, I figured that that probably was not exactly who he is. That's just who I got that day. And how noble of you to just assume that. I like to try and 
So because of here's another fucking lesson of you know how I got here. Words um, of wisdom. Yeah, I because of that honesty and because of the tone that I generally carry in the volume at which my voice is delivered. Um, so you're whispering right now. Some some people think that I'm kind of an asshole. Um, and I don't blame people for thinking that because sometimes I'm I kind of an asshole. I used to think you were an asshole. And right, that's totally legitimate. When we first met. Um, I, didn't, I wasn't, I didn't know you yet. It's, uh, so I think maybe the best way to say is the other day I was talking to Jordan's sister about like nutrition and I tried to, after I talked for a few minutes, then like a couple minutes went by and I thought a lot like I do probably overthought it. And then apologize to Aaron for because I was like I don't want to like be a dick you know I just want to make sure that like all the information is delivered and I just don't want anybody to be confused and she's like oh no I've met you before and so <laughs> that's like probably a really good way to put that that I was being a dick but she knows that I wasn't trying to be a dick it's just because I mm -hmm. was wrapped up in whatever I was talking about and that's like just where I get at you know and I don't I could totally see that. Brian Johnson put it past the other day when I was listening to him, Steve David, where he said, like, like, you're in it before you even know that you're in it, you know? And that's, like, how I get... And I saw that the night when I went to dinner with my sister and my mom when I cannot wait to tell you this fucking story about this guy that stared at me. Um, <laughs> but it's, like, you get wrapped up in something, and, like, when I talk to the guy at Dave & Buster's, too, you know, Spencer with the one hand, like, you're in it before you even know that you're in it, you know? And then yeah. all of a sudden, I'm realizing that I'm at a point where I'm fucking... Just going on about something that doesn't either doesn't matter to who I'm talking to or doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. You know, but because of wherever I was at when I realized that or thought about it, I got really wrapped up in it, you know, and going down the rabbit hole, man. Yeah, it happens. And so it is not I don't want to say it's not uncommon, but it has happened before where I have met somebody and then met them again the second time. And they're like, I really kind of thought you were a cock that first time that we met, you know, and oh, I'm yeah. like. I'm really sorry that I came off that way, you know, but now that I think about it, this thing happened when at that time that we met and I was, I was up in it, you know, and like, that's where I was at. Like, I, I don't, was in it. it's, if you met me, the day that we came across each other when we were going Christmas shopping. Yeah. If you would have met me that day, you probably wouldn't like me very much because well, I had been drinking earlier that day. And then I sobered up when I was out in public and then started to get irritated about people staring at us and people staring at my wife and people being rude and just the way that people act. And so I was fucking all kinds of, you Not know, to mention it's right around Christmas time and everybody is a, so I was a all nightmare. Up. So I was all spun up. So if yeah. you would have met me that day, you nobody would have liked me. You know, I'm sure that the dude that I talked to at fucking the Habit Burger that I talked to that didn't like me that day. And I'm sure most of the people that I talked to in line didn't like me that day. And I know for a fact the woman behind us in line at Ulta thought I was annoying as shit. And um, it, I, I get it, you know. And I, more of the story, I try and give people the benefit of the doubt the first time I meet them because that may not really be who they are. Yeah. You, you know? never know what yeah. kind of day they're having when you first meet them. Yeah. And I trust that your brother, Chad, is not the guy to slanderously call people faggots. Definitely that he doesn't not. know, you know? Definitely not. And I trust that. I know if if nothing more than for the fact that I know who you are, I figure <laughs> that that's probably not who your brother is. <laughs> no. No. So, 
I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. That's so funny. <laughs> it really is funny now that I think about it. Man. So I hate to say it, but we could probably do this all fucking day. Do we want to hit any more? Because I, ha- I got to tell you my bathroom story real quick. Remember pre-show? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't think I really want to try to turn around and get back in the farm bill today. No, 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 no. Um, um, we have some pop culture stuff that we can do, and then we yeah. can hit sports, and then we can get the fuck out if you want. So, because pop culture stuff, yeah, I think this will be good, because I just want to go pop right in into this pop culture segment, yeah. I think, will be segued perfectly by the bathroom story. Okay. Okay. So, last weekend... Saturday, I was straight garbage. Straight garbage. I was. I started feeling it Friday afternoon. It came on and hit me like a fucking freight train. I was out in the field with my boss, and even then, he was just like, "Dude, are you like feeling like ass? Yeah, something's wrong here. You don't." I was like, "Dude, I don't know. I just never had something like that come on so quick. Just be like, oh no, I just feel like trash now." Yeah. And so I spent all day Saturday laying low and trying to do. You know, all the normal things you do when you feel sick. Elderberry so, syrup and whatnot. Elderberry syrup. Yes, this is true. And uh, anyways, um, Saturday or Sunday morning, I woke up and I was feeling a little better. I was like, all right, cool. I got to take it easy today because otherwise I'm just going to fucking relapse again. And my wife had been talking about really wanting to go see the new Spider-Man movie. Yes. That, uh, the cartoon one. Into the Spider-Verse or something like that. Or, yeah. And... Uh, I was like, okay, cool. Let me look at, like, let's hope that they're playing next weekend because I don't want to go out if I don't have to. And I looked at two theaters and I don't know if they were only saying that like a week from now they were showing like three movies. Yeah. So I just don't think they show all the movies they're playing that week. Right. I don't, for whatever reason. So the only, the only day I could see was like through the rest of the week through Thursday or Sunday today. And I was like, shit. All right. I'm good. There's a 12:30 show. We'll just go handle it. I'll go watch the movie. I'll come just back. Just go I'll, handle yeah. it. Yeah, I'll just go park my ass on the couch. Long story short, maybe we'll hit in pop culture. New Spider-Man movie, fucking great. Absolutely loved it. But after the movie, I go out and I gotta hit the bathroom before we leave. Yeah, in the movie theater. Yes. Okay. In the movie theater where we saw Vice. Pause. Boom. Work. Boom. And so, what a great fucking movie too. Yeah. So. Sorry, go ahead. So I go into the bathroom, and it's actually empty, which is weird after a movie. Maybe it's because it was a matinee. Super weird. But there's a guy standing there. Matinee's the, the way to be, though. What's that? Matinee's the way to be, though. Yes, definitely. Okay. So there's a guy standing at the urinal. And first of all, he broke guy rule number one. When you ever go into a bathroom where there's a line of urinals, if there's nobody there, how do you know which urinal to use? Go in the one in the corner. Go in the one in the corner. Always the one in the corner. That way, nobody has to walk past you and... Possibly catch the, a glimpse of your junk or whatever, right? Always in the corner. But whatever. This dude was parked right in the middle. Why would you do that? Not only that. He had his phone out like this. And he was peeing and looking off to the side. And his phone was pointed down right at the urinal next to him. Oh. Now, there's nobody there. Put it so in I'm front like, of you, bro. Put it in front of you. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What the fuck are you doing with your phone out? In a bathroom, bro. Yeah. You're standing at a urinal. Dude's got their dicks out. Yeah. You don't pull out a fucking phone yeah. in a bathroom. That is... A, I don't know what kind of rule that is, but it's a very important rule. Just don't do it. Marcus! 
So the one concession I will give to that, my cat was licking his butthole. Um, <laughs> so the one cat concession I will give to that to eat it. is that I have a shy bladder. So if I am in a public bathroom and I am having trouble peeing, I will pull out my phones and definitely put it in front of me, not to the side, right? In so front of me occupied. with the screen down. So as to show anybody who may be next to me, I am, in fact, not taking pictures. I am on Twitter. I am on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Down so that it is open for people to see that I am not taking pictures. But so as to distract myself, I will do that. To the side is inappropriate. To the side is inappropriate. He should definitely have had it in front of him. Like I said, screen up like almost a flat palm. To show people there is no dick pics being taken here of mine or yours. (laughs) Everyone's dick is safe in this bathroom. That's important. Dick safety is important. It's very important. If that's not a clip, I don't know what the fuck is. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. So, (laughs) that being said, I walked, I had to pee. This is the best podcast we've ever done. Right. I'd just like to <laughs> just put that out there right now. Uh, so I walk in because I have to pee. There's no two ways about it. it I've been sitting through the 15-minute fucking long credits because technically, even though it's made by Sony, it's a Marvel movie, so you got to stick around for the whole just thing. Just in case. Was there a thing at the yes, end of the movie? Yes, there definitely is, so you have to wait around. Whether or not it's worth it, eh, I don't know. Um, and so I walk in, and I, I'm going straight to the corner because he's in the middle it's safe. He's got his phone facing the other way. The the stalls, which I would have used just to get away from creepy McCreepster, uh, were all occupied. Yeah. And so, I, okay, that's not a thing. So I found the corner and I get tucked up in there. And while I'm while I'm walking by him, I'm trying to see what the hell he's looking at because I want to make sure if it's a picture. I'm just moving on and I'll go pee in the woods outside the theater. I don't care. This dude's not catching a glimpse. But he's on fucking Facebook. Yeah. Why are you on... Why is a man on Facebook in the middle of the bathroom while he's taking a pee? Scrolling through his feet. Maybe a what shy bladder. What is wrong with you? Maybe Put a shy your bladder. phone away. Maybe it's a shy bladder. Yeah. This is That's true. the only exception I think of, though, because if it's not yeah. that, then why the fuck are you on your and phone? And I... Got entirely too much time in the bathroom peeing if yeah. you're on your phone and, and you're not And in Mr. Creepo's defense, yeah. I did not give him that benefit of the doubt, maybe because... I just never seen it before. It's fucking weird. For normies, me out. for normies like you that don't have a problem peeing in public, you wouldn't <laughs> consider <laughs> that that maybe is because I just tried bladder, and I wouldn't think that it is a common enough problem that that might be the case. True. I think that he's a weirdo on his phone in the bathroom. I think definitely. you're probably right. He definitely looked like a pee pee toucher. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. If you're some gonna, people, if you're gonna pick one out of a lineup, it's gonna yeah. be him. Whether he did it or not, if I had to pick him out of the lineup, sorry, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. So let me let me ask you a quick question. Yes. How many kids do you think that Kanye West and Kim Kardashian have? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only one I know of is North. So how many? Because Northwest, you know, we're all stupid. It's 2019. We can call our kids whatever the fuck we want. So how many kids do you think that they have? You've got to put a number on it. Maybe two. I don't know. I just know the one for sure. Maybe two. Four. Whoa, dude. They have four children. So they have North, Saint, Chicago. Of 
course. And then they have a fourth child yet to be born, correct? Oh. That is in utero with a surrogate mother. Um, so that's why I didn't know that they had three kids because I only I just, knew for about those two. audio listeners. I just yeah, had a question yes. mark face. Yeah, so I knew about two, but the third one was was had with a surrogate, and so was the fourth one. That's why I didn't know about the third one. Interesting. One. So, so there's that. So to protect Kardashian's figure. Uh, she had some type of health issues with the second with oh, Saint okay. that that they did it for safety reasons. But Kansas City is fucking on Indianapolis. It's stupid. Um, it's about to be thirty-one fourteen. This shit is wild out here. Good 31, lord, thirteen. Two and a half minutes left in the That's fourth. That's one-sided. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that in the sports. But So now I want to tell you the story when I went to dinner with my sister and my mom the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we haven't spent time alone in years, right? And so we went out to dinner, and my sister is... This is okay, how am I going to say this? Without um, getting in trouble. My sister can be a lot to handle, right? And so, uh, so we are in the, we're in the Olive Garden in the first, not that I can't also be a lot to handle, right? But my (laughs) sister particularly can be a lot to handle. Um, so the first place that I got sat down, I didn't like it. So I asked to be in a booth and it was a problem. And this doesn't really matter, but it was a problem. And the waitresses talked about it in an area where I could hear them, which I thought was really unprofessional, you know? If you're going to talk shit about me, at least do it in an area where I can't hear you. Well, they're right? talking shit on they're you? They're like, you know, it's just about, like, throwing a wrench in the situation. It's just difficult. And now they have to, you know, who's going to take this table? And this person has more oh. tables. Blah, blah, blah. I asked before I asked me to move if it was going to be a problem, right? But I also was not given the option when I sat down, booth or table. And because I wouldn't pick booth, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. hundred times over. That doesn't matter. So we're sitting down and we get put in a booth that is in the corner of this room. If you can see on YouTube, you know what's up, right? So we're in the corner of this room and there is a half a wall um, on this side. And so we're, I'm sitting in the very, very corner and then the half wall and there's another guy right here. Okay. So we can see each other, right? Like he's like right here. Yeah. It'd be and like. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. And so my sister says when he comes around the corner, from the moment he can see me, he stares at me all the way around here, around the corner, until he sits down in his seat, right? She's like, and I know he wasn't staring at me because if he was staring at me, we would have met eyes because I watched him watch you the whole time that he walked over here, right? So the whole time this guy's eating by himself, by the way, okay. he is staring at me. Not just staring at me, eye-fucking me, right? Like, like watching me. You know what I'm saying? And and I noticed he's looking over, but like I said, I tried to just hope that he's looking at my sister because I would make me more comfortable if he's looking at my sister than looking at me. And um, so after a certain point, my sister addresses it. Like, she's like, did you notice this dude looking at you? And I said, I wasn't sure what he was looking at. I was hoping he was looking at you. And she said, no, no, no. Like, he's looking at you. She said, not just looking at you. He's eye-fucking you. Like, he is looking at you, right? And my sister also speaks at a similar volume than I do. And so... She's talking about it at first, it's kind of quiet, and then, like, we start laughing about it, and it's, like, kind of a joke, and she's talking in volume that this dude can definitely hear her talking about, right? <laughs> and so then she's noticing that, noticing and explaining that when she talks about it, he looks away, but then as soon as she stops talking, he'll start looking at me again, 
right? So then she's talking about it. She's like, and it's super weird because every time he, you know, I start talking about it, he stops looking at you. But then the moment that I stop talking, he starts looking at you again. She's like, which is really weird, right? So now she's talking at such a volume that it is inconceivable that this man cannot hear us talking about him looking at me. Inconceivable! So we're talking about it. And then it comes to a certain point where we're talking about how we can't understand where if you can hear someone talking about you staring at the person they're eating it, why you would continue to stay there. Like, why would you not get up after the point that you know we're talking about you? You've been found out, bro. You know that because we're talking so loud that it's impossible you don't know that we're talking about you. My sister's fucking pointing at him. It's impossible he doesn't know, right? (laughs) To the point that I am literally crying in this booth. I'm laughing so fucking hard. I have to to cover my face up because I can't look at this man anymore because my sister is still talking about him looking at me and pointing him and talking about him and why is he still here? And, you know, you're doing all this stuff and why are you still here? Why have you not got up yet? Like, this is so weird. And then he finally fucking leaves, right? Absolutely. It, it comes to a point where I'm watching somebody and I can hear them talking about me looking at them. I'm getting the fuck up. I'm going, I'm paying at the bar and I'm leaving. Right? And if nothing I was else... like, did he wait for the check to come pay and then... Yes! Out? He sat down, finished his meal, waited for the check, paid, and then fucking left while continuing to stare at me in between my sister talking about him staring at me. Well, Don, in his defense, you shouldn't go out dressed like that. It was the weirdest fucking thing I have ever been through in my whole life. It was so strange. (laughs) That is weird. It was so weird. And so, like, did you ever once turn and, like, We met eyes. That dude and I met eyes, and he continued to stare at me. Like, kept looking at me after. I'm telling you, it was the weirdest fucking thing I have ever experienced with another dude. It was so weird. I mean, Don, you're a beautiful man. I okay. appreciate you that. You just have to live with that. I appreciate that. That's fucking creepy as shit, though. So let me let me talk about something else like this week. I would have fucking we... freaked out, man. <laughs> At some point, I would have broken down and be like, dude, what the fuck's going on? I was laughing too hard. You're eating by yourself here. Eat your fucking meal. Move on. You're freaking me out. <laughs> Quit staring at me. I was laughing too hard. I couldn't. Yeah. I was crying, bro. <laughs> and so this week uh, was Jordan's grandma's birthday. Shout out, grandma. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Um, and we went to the boat shed. And after we left the boat show, I had like three, four beers at the boat show. And then we came home and we're hanging out. And there's this show on TV that's called The Masked Singer. Have you heard of this show before? I have. Unfortunately, I have seen the commercial for it. So that's all I need <clears throat> to know America is doomed. So we're sitting up and I'm smoking a little bit and I'm drinking another beer and, you know, waiting to go mm-hmm. to bed. And so we're watching this show. And I found out that I am exceptionally good at identifying people by their voices. Very and well. I think that we should make a game out of this because um, the first person that I guessed was who the fuck was it? The person in the bunny suit Diplo or no, 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 no fucking Daft Punk, right? Was one of the guys from Daft Punk because just strictly based on the clues that he gave, right? Because it's a bullshit fucking America show where the judges are way too into what's going on and they show different shots of the audience and the audience is like, oh, yeah, no, definitely that's who it is. Like, that's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And there's the audience is also animated and whatever. People probably being paid $25 gift cards just to act like they give a shit, right? So I hate television. That's why I don't have cable. <clears throat> and so first person, I guess, was a guy from Daft Punk because he's talking about... He's in a band 
and you know i'm used to performing with a mask on and something you know parties or some shit like that right and then two other people go on and the third person is a guy clues didn't really help but he says like he's part of a duo and had some type of life-threatening disease and you know now i decided i'm just gonna do whatever good and so i listened to him and there's also like a slight voice changer so it's not just the person's voice or something else and i was like do like 10 seconds and i was like that's tommy chong <laughs> and Jordan, so are they all famous people though yeah okay. all the people singing are famous people but and not necessarily singers no no not being the first person eliminated was antonio brown wide receiver of the pitch <laughs> so they're not by any means all singers right and so, so let's make celebrity as the people who are already celebrities so yeah. i was like i was like that's tommy chung yeah and she was like how do you know that? Like, like, what disease do you have? And I said, I got no fucking idea. I was like, but that's Tommy Chong. Like, I know that. I hear it in my head. That's Tommy mm-hmm. Chong, right? And so I looked up on the internet. I said, Tommy Chong disease, right? And I looked it up. First thing that pops up is three different articles about Tommy Chong dressed up as this person on this show and is like, you know, new person eliminated from fucking, like, the mask. So... So not only was he the guy eliminated, he was fucking Tommy Chong, and I knew it after like 10 seconds of hearing his distorted voice, right? Speaks to the true stoner within you. So I also <laughs> so I also listened to a bunch of metal this week, right? Like metal music, which, yeah? is, which is really abnormal for me, like really, really abnormal. It seems and very strange to me. Super weird. Um, I mean, ask Jordan. It's very, very weird. Um, and so I started because I was listening to Tenacious D. Oh yeah! So I got into Tenacious D. Always fun. And have you seen the movie they made, Tenacious D: Pick a Destiny? No. Okay, so they made a movie, and it's Jordan. I go back and forth on this because she's not a fan of Tenacious D because she feels like it's wasted talent, right? Like that they're so good at this and they're do not. Yeah. This is something we can debate for all time, right? So anyway, they made it. They made a movie that I'm impressed with simply for the fact that they made a rock opera that is actually pretty quality, right? And so at the end, they get into a rock off with the devil. Right. Yeah. And um, so I was listening to some of the songs from that movie came up and the final battle they do with the devil is on there. And I was like, this sounds like like Dave Grohl. Where I was like, that's what it sounds like. Love and Dave Grohl. Um, so I Googled it. Oh, the cast of that movie. Dave Grohl is fucking Satan in that movie. Yeah. And I hadn't I hadn't seen that movie in like a really long time. And I didn't know that beforehand. So we got to make some type of game out of this. Right, where we can find some audio clips for some famous people and just be like, who is this? Mm. And see if I can figure that out. Because I'm really interested now if it's just coincidence that I figured out these two people on the show and then also Dave Grohl, you know? Because I've also heard a lot of those people's voices. You know, like I've... Not Daft Punk. I've never heard Daft Punk's voice one fucking time. That's just from the clues of the game, right? But I've heard Dave Grohl's voice a shitload of times. Oh, yeah. I love the Foo Fighters. Fucking all that shit, right? Dave Grohl's awesome. Um, Queens of the Stone Age, like shit like that, right? Um, Very well. Tenacious D is also, or Dave Grohl is also the drummer for Tenacious D. Yeah. Right? Um, and then I've also heard Tommy Chong's voice fucking countless yeah. fucking times I've heard Tommy Chong's it's voice. It's very, very so, particular. Yeah. Say that um, for sure. And he was singing, you know, so it wasn't like it was as normal as like, talking. Yeah. I, I can't picture him singing, so, but so I'm on I, board for some reason. So that's why I think we should make a game out of I this. I want his album. Um, <laughs> and then Bezos get, is getting divorced, but I want to talk about that next week because I think it'll we'll talk about it for a little while. And okay. I'd like to wait for a little more, like, stuff to come out about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that is interesting. Yeah. And those, on music real quick. Yes. You ever heard, do you like Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Have you ever heard of a band called Greta Van Fleet? 
Yeah. You know who just talked about that was fucking Walt Flanagan. Really? I'm fucking tell him Steve Dave. Look at that. He said that he came across Greta Van Fleet and was like in love with him. Yeah, I learned about them just the other day from a contractor friend of mine that I was working with. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to their concert this week. Blah, blah. I was like, He's, I was like, who they? Yeah, what kind of music they play? Yeah. Well, they like basically sound exactly like Led Zeppelin. Right. I was like, word. And then I turned them on Carolina last night. But I listened to a bunch of them about halfway the way over here. Real good. And then I had to switch back over to my Spider-Man soundtrack. Right, right. But uh, yeah, man, they're fucking awesome. If you just couple list couple songs, and if you're into that, you'll be in them. Word. Quick. That's what's up. Deep. Oh, got it. Okay. Chapstick. Words. I'm avoiding the nicotine, um, so it's just like heavy chapstick <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. So I think that's all I have as far as pop culture, and we can go into sports if you want, unless you have anything else that you want to tack uh, in there. I'm trying to think, trying to think. Just go go watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, man. It's great. Yeah. Just great. And Vice. You know, we talked, yeah, we, I've, one of my bosses actually went and saw Vice. It was great. Damn it. Vice was great. It was a great movie. Huge fan. Very Filmed very much in align with the big short right yes the same career yeah. stuff like that great movie great movie and i mean i think we could probably say i mean just knowing what we know about the the george w administration some of the things that went down during iraq and stuff like you know it wasn't all just a bunch of made-up liberal shit no you know and that's some real shit some real stuff yeah. there man that it's it's pretty good man very very good because the cool thing about a movie like that is it has to be pretty factually accurate because it's so easy for them to get sued for like libel and yeah. shit. That and it's and so it, it's all yeah, contemporary. Exactly. Yeah. Super interesting. Super yeah. interesting. That movie was fucking great. So good. Um, so do you have anything else for pop culture? That's no, nah, that's good. All right. So we can hit into sports. So there's a lot of sports. 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 Uh, there's a lot of like coaching changes and stuff like that because most of what we cover is football because I have football is what I'm yeah. up with right. Um, so the Buccaneers fired their head coach, Dirk Cutter, um, and then he got hired as the Falcons' offensive coordinator, right, like immediately afterwards. The Jets fired their head coach, Todd Bowles, and he got hired as the Buccaneers' defensive coordinator, right, like right after that. The Bengals fired their head coach, Marvin Lewis. The Broncos fired their head coach, Vance Joseph. And the Dolphins fired their head coach, Adam Gase, and then he got hired as the head coach for the Jets, who just fired their head coach, who went to the Buccaneers, right? Um, Interesting. The Cardinals fired their head coach, Steve Wilkes, and then they hired a guy named Cliff Kingsbury as the head coach, and he was a coach somewhere else in college. Before. Kingsbury, that's such a but badass name. He's, like, not that good, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then the Bears hired Chuck Pagano as the defensive coordinator, who was... The Colts head coach, I think, last year. Hmm. Um, and then two weeks ago, week 17, right? The Chiefs just won this this divisional round. They yep. just fucked on the Colts. It was hard. Um, so two weeks ago, week 17, Travis Kelsey broke the all like the receiving record for tight ends in a season, right? That same fucking day, like not five hours later. George Kittle breaks the record that Travis Kelsey just broke. So George Kittle then surpassed Travis Kelsey for the tight end yards and got, uh, so he held it for like five hours. He held that record. And then immediately afterwards, George Kittle broke broke that record. Yeah. I mean, does that work all right? Like in, like when they're making the plaque 
of like who held the record win. It's Do you have to be. hold it for like twenty four hours? Yeah, I don't. I would be fucking pissed. Though. You know? Yeah. That's tough, man. Um, and then after that, Baker Mayfield. He has mm-hmm. the most touchdowns by a rookie QB ever, and he played less than an entire season because Ty- he did. Yeah, because he, he did started good. part of that season. He did good for me this year. You know, he yeah. wasn't great, but as but for, he did, especially towards the end of the season, he started doing really yeah, good. Yeah, I will say that for him. Um, Saquon Saquon Barkley is one of three rookies ever to have two thousand plus scrimmage yards in their first three seasons, or in their first season. Two thousand plus. Two thousand plus. Wow. Yeah, that's fucking absurd. That's a lot. Um, the Saints. Signed a tight end, Josh Hill. They signed him up to a three-year extension worth up to $8.8 million. Antonio Brown, he requested a trade from the Steelers. Um, Yes. Word. Yep, because he got into a fight with Big Ben on the sidelines. He threw a helmet at Big Ben on the sidelines. And then he wouldn't show up to practice the week afterwards. And then they sat him after that. Um, And so he didn't get to play. And now he's talking about being traded. And everyone, you know, the Steelers are like, we're not trading him. We're not doing anything with him. Yeah, there's all kinds of shit going on. The Packers, they fired their head coach like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And they hired Matt LaFleur, who used to be the Titans offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Buccaneers, they hired Bruce Arians as their head coach. And he used to be the head coach of the Cardinals like two years ago. Back when they were good? Yes. Oh. Yep. Which is good because he's really pass happy. And it looks like he's probably going to keep Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston loves, loves to air that shit out. You know what I'm saying? So that would be good. Um... And we like then, to watch that as football fans. Yeah. The run game is nice, but I don't want to watch it every fucking play. Right. And Seahawks. <clears throat> injuries don't matter anymore, so let's hit some fucking playoffs real quick. Um, so the Chiefs just beat the Colts 31-13. The Cowboys are going to play the Rams here in like 20 minutes. Oh, nice. Um, and then the Patriots are going to play the Chargers tomorrow at 10.05. And the Saints are going to play the Eagles tomorrow at one. 40 and that is gonna be the divisional round and then after that we're gonna to go to the nfc and the afc championships and that will be the super bowl baby sweet does it say what uh who's broadcasting that game tonight um let's see here wonder if i can get it from my hulu live stream thing you can watch it on fox is fox i can i can get that on my hulu live so, package fox is, is all you baby so i get to go so. home i got to get up late because i was hung the fuck over Eat a massive breakfast. Come over here. Hang out with you for a few hours. Several. Now hours. I get to go home. Watch football. Drink some more beer and watch football. Football. This is a good Saturday, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I got for sports. So I am ready to hit a line and get the fuck out of here. Other than the fact that you did not mention the Seahawks, drop the ball. Yeah. It's the game Seahawks. over for the Seahawks. Till the next Seahawks year. did in fact lose last week to the Cowboys by two. It was fucking bullshit. Absolutely um, atrocious game. We should have Morgan on next week and we can talk more in depthly about. Right. Seahawks lost. Well, we'll I'll see what happens up. with the baby. Oh, next, wait, the next gone. time, the they're next gone. time I'm on, uh, because next week I may not be on the podcast. I'm assuming you won't be. And next, Morgan will be gone. Where? I'll be flying El Solo. Wow, probably. Should have your wife on. You yeah. and Carolina should do a podcast. Even if it's I like had her on for that personal. couple minutes. Remember when you were on break that yeah. one day, and it she was like super nervous, but she had a lot of fun. Yeah, you should do that. Interesting. Maybe I'll have one with my brother while you're gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do a chat. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Do a chat. Chad, be on the podcast while I'm gone. All right. I'll Co-host talk to Co-host for me. That would be great. Yeah, because what's the deal with uh, Baby Dax? It's, um, Jordan is two days past due right now. So on Monday, if she goes in and she's still pregnant, which fucking praying God that she's not, um, then they're going to do what is called a cervical sweep. 
and they're going to knock everything loose, knock that plug down, and hopefully she goes into labor shortly after that. And so on Monday, I'm sure they will give us another day that if you're still pregnant by this date, then we're going to induce you into labor, which they put a needle in her arm and they start putting Pitocin in inside of her. Pitocin? Which is what will start the labor process. Dang. So. And so, BT Dubs, I felt super guilty about not getting the blog out like earlier than I did last week. And so I kind of made a hidden promise to you that when you have the baby, I'm going to put another blog post out this week because I know you're going to be fucking busy being a daddy. <laughs> and so I'm going to take the, I'm going to, I'll put out uh, the next part of Iran Contra next week. You're the man. Contra. Iran. Iran Contra. Yeah. You're the man. Wordism. Give me a line, babe. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. I got football ready? to watch. All right. I got a good one. Are you ready, babe? SU in your A's. Don't wear a C and J all over your B's. Too many letters. Too many letters. <laughs>